Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel, and you're listening to the Nerd Coalition. Welcome to No Gimmicks Needed. Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you. To be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do big that sucker. Do I have everybody's attention now? Yeah, I hear you, CM Punk. Welcome back to the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. A and and my co-host, not Dion says a prime time. What's up, y'all? It's me, it's me, it's the PR. I am me. We are back here, guys, again with episode 185. I did say last week that that was 185, that was 184. I miscounted. This week we're on episode 185, 15 episodes from uh, episode 200. So I'm thinking about something to do very special up on that episode. Uh, so just, 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 you know, give me a price of patience. But, uh, yes, that is uh, pretty cool here. So, man... Welcome back to the No Give Me Seated Wrestling Podcast. And uh, we got something. Actually, t- tonight's agenda is not as long, but there's some heavy topics that we do got to talk about. Okay. But before we get all to the heavy topics and like the shocker that just rocked everybody Saturday, uh, let, make sure we got to check out spacesfilly.com. Make sure you guys check out spacesfilly.com for uh, black podcasts out here helping out all us podcasters here in Philly. Make sure you guys support them and support us as well because the content they have on there is some great stuff. The Lulu and Pop Plus One, the Lulu and Pop Horror Show, the Mark and Dark Show, and both sides. Also, make sure you guys check out the Nerd Coaches content on there as well, such as the No Gimme Seen Wrestling Podcast, Nerdgasm Talk Podcast, which actually me and Prime and Lady Sketch reviewed Woodstock '99 on that pod, on the, the most recent podcast. That yeah, was a review. To remember, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, it was rough. It was rough. Uh, so we, I was a little behind this weekend. You guys will be seeing the video version of that review up next weekend. So right after my Suicide Squad review from Movie Experience, that one will come up as well. So make sure you guys stay tuned for all of that. Uh, also, make sure you guys check out uh, Drunk Thoughts, the, the newest podcast that we have uh, uh, coming back out there. We dropped this over tongue. And, of course, Turntables, Hip Hop Culture, and Beyond, which I'll be trying to get my wife to come back to at least do her 30th episode. So, you know, uh, a lot of great things to look forward to. And uh, hopefully we, we make all these milestones something special. So, yeah, uh, we do that. Make sure you check us out on all the podcasts at Stitcher. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, so much more. And make sure you guys also check us out uh, on, if you like the snippets that I put up on YouTube Premium. We do have some no gimmicks either rewinds that I do want to put up. So make sure you guys stay tuned for uh, 
all those are great things also because there's a lot of things that we talked about that uh, I, I, I don't want to go to waste. So, um, make sure uh, also my main man Primetime over here has a podcast of his own, the Prime Nostalgia Podcast, which is every single Friday. So, you guys can make sure you listen to the great stuff, the nostalgia that he talks about. So, what were you talking about this past Friday, Prime? Uh, this past Friday was our 100th episode and we had like a, we had a clip show basically. Ooh. You know how, how how those shows, they'd be like hey, you remember that moment when so and so happened and then we, we, we cut back to that moment. Oh, so yeah, we just kind of Wow, that's kinda creative. Yeah, we had people vote in on some of their favorite stuff that we did and then we kind of just threw back to that. Oh man, first of all, that would be something dope to do for the 200 episode, but that would be like a bitch to edit. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it took it, it, it uh, you know it 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 took a while to <laughs> find the clips and get them, but yeah, was, yeah. I would say that'd be a bitch to edit, but I'm like yo, but that would be a a dope idea. So make sure or so make sure you check out the Prime Inside the Podcast along with Prime Conversations as well. So um, season two coming soon. Season two, bro. I can get on season one. You told yeah, me season one was only season one was only five episodes or whatever season one all right look side note season one was completely my fault i was in a rush and i was asking people to do it close to christmas <laughs> and then oh, was like sure. it was like bro i want to be my film i was like yeah you're right and then i just released them and, and, and it was like asking and i just never got to ask again but now i'm starting to ask again so we're starting to get more episodes got you i got you okay dope that is, that, that is dope Alright, well guys, we might as well just dive straight on into this and stuff that we gotta talk about because I was sitting there thinking to myself, man, what what we gonna talk about this week on the podcast because we're not at SummerSlam just yet, so we can't do no predictions. And I said, so nothing really been dropping on any of the other wrestling brands. And we didn't get no email questions, unfortunately, this week like we did last week, so that, that's kind of a bummer. But... WWE said, never fear, Johnny Ace is here. And he, and he they say what? They can't breathe. And he said that WWE released another superstar this past Saturday. And the superstar happened to be, who do y'all guys think it was? You think it was somebody, you know, you think it was Dolph Ziggler finally? No. Or do, do, do you think it was uh, that that guy they got from Saudi Arabia? No. You think it was that stu- that stupid guy with the jacket? No. You think it was Kona Reeves? Remember that name? No. It was none of these people. WWE released Bray Wyatt. Yes. Bray Wyatt, the fiend Bray Wyatt, got released this past Saturday when they was already rumored to have him have coming back in August, most likely probably for SummerSlam. The last time we seen Bray Wyatt or The Fiend was the night after WrestleMania 30, 36 for at a Firefly Funhouse segment when they killed the frog. 36? Was 37. 37. Damn, we had 37. At WrestleMania 37. That was the last time we seen Bray Wyatt, which was the night after doing the Firefly Funhouse. And we haven't seen him since. And he had... Bray has been patient on Twitter. He hasn't said much of anything, but they we they future endeavored this man. Mm-hmm. And 
this has got, got to be to me one of the puzzling releases that, that, that W has done this year. And they have released some big names from... Um, do, you, do you know why they released them? You, you want to know what their reason was? What, what was their reason? Budget cuts. But Once again, really? Budget cuts because that's what... You know what? Vince McMahon has given Nick Khan a shitload of resp- uh, power since taking over uh, the, the, the presidency of WWE and it's like if he on these conference calls that they don't want to go over no red lining and they want to cut costs at anywhere and you mean to tell me that Bray Wyatt the one that's making y'all one of the most amount of money in the companies who y'all want to cut I mean look they could take Kona Reeves, Eva Marie Otis uh, sorry to say who else? Who else they could take? Do drop? I don't know. They could take all these people and release them and had and had an equal amount. Out. I, I, I don't know. I just. I mean, cause if you're not gonna sub- use him as a wrestler, if you if you're not gonna use him as a wrestler, at least use him as a creative mind or something fresh as a creative. If not as a wrestler, if you don't like if he's big or whatever. Yeah. But you know. No, no. I mean, I agree with you because Bray Wyatt has has some of the most creative. Uh, minds in there. I want to take a walk down the reason why I say this because see Bray Wyatt I think doesn't get the credit he deserves and it's not his fault all the time. WWE is his fault. Because here's the thing. We all remember Husky Harris right? Mm-hmm. And, and those who remember you know everybody knows Bray Wyatt and Bo Dallas are brothers and their dad was IRS uh, the Rotunda kids. So when Husky Harris didn't work. Oh my God, bro. I just, I think I know what you're about to say. I just remember it. I just remember it. No, no, gee, I just, no I'm, I'm, I'm probably not going to say what you're about to say. I'm, I'm going, just going down the, the history of Bray Wyatt. So what was you about to say? Right. I, I, I'll let you finish. I, I'll say that. No, I, so he goes and creates this cult-like gimmick in NXT with him, Luke Harper, and Eric Rowan and they become the Wyatt family. And the thing gets over in NXT. So you never know how NXT acts are going to do in the main roster. I mean, i.e. a lot of them. Tyler Breeze comes to mind first. And what happened was they they, they gravitated at the end of 2013, beginning of 2014. Bray Wyatt was catching some mad fire, especially after the Ring of Fire match with Kane when he first arrived at SummerSlam. They said SummerSlam is like Bray Wyatt's month. Uh... Especially in August, and then he started catching fire with his Wyatt family thing. Then, we, then remember the whole beginning of 2014 with the Daniel Wyatt stuff. Yep. Remember they actually because it began like around Survivor or TLC or whatever the case may be. I remember that everybody had to do a one on three match with the Wyatt family, and CM Punk had to do a one on three match with the Shield. I I remember these matches, and uh, Bray Wyatt and Daniel Bryan had a storyline where they had him join the Wyatt family. And I remember that Steel Cage match on Monday Night Raw with, mm-hmm. with, with him and the Usos. And Daniel Bryan, I remember it because he was concussed, but he turns on the Wyatt family. This is when, like, the yes chance started getting, like, really fucking over. And he destroys Bray Wyatt inside that cage, and he's on top of the cage doing the yes, and you can just see the C. Of everybody doing the S chant was one of the, be- the better moments of Raw history. Then they actually yep. had a good match where some people still credit that this was Bray Wyatt's best singles match in WWE was him versus Daniel Bryan at the Royal Rumble 2014. 
Yeah, they also said that that was his best Fiend match as well. But you know. Okay, yeah. So, with that being said, oh, that's right. The uh, strap match they had. Uh, so, with that being said, then all of a sudden, they was like, well, this guy's getting over. We got to put him in a high profile. And they did. They stuck him with Cena. Now, tw- it's 2014. Okay, Cena's not done. Uh, but the way Bray Wyatt was being booked it, it, before the Cena match happened, he was just on in, in an inferno. The shit that they was doing with Cena, it, it was like, yo, this guy may be the new Undertaker. Well, Undertaker finds us down. We probably still have a, another dark character. And then he did. He lost. He lost to Cena. They gave him a terrible win over Cena in Extreme Rules in that Steel Cage match. And then Cena literally. Oh, God. Remember that? Steel Cage match? And the kid came out. He got the whole world. I was like, that kid is creepy. Um, Then remember in uh, the payback, he had the last man standing match with Bray Wyatt. And he literally buried Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. And Bray Wyatt has not been the same yet. He had all these rivalries, these big time oh, rivalries. This is what I was about to say. Yeah. Uh, remember, people used to even make this joke before he turned into the Fiend. He was on this run of just uh, doing his gimmick of uh, getting you hyped for the match and then actually losing the feud. Yeah, people. Uh, was, it, I, my man Sal Monster called him the Eater of Pins. Yes, because it was like he was he would do all this stuff. He would get you excited for the match. And then, like, after he lost to Cena, people said, okay, he's going to bounce back now. Then he lost to somebody. And he's like, okay, he's going to bounce back. Then he lost to somebody else. Okay, well, maybe he'll bounce back. Then he lost to Taker, you know, lost to Cena again in a feud. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, he lost, he got beat up by The Rock, even though it's The Rock, but still, you know. Yeah. Newer talent doesn't matter, I guess. Uh, um, to where he's just he's just always just losing, and then you know finally he won the championship, but it still is like he lost to Randy in the feud. Exactly, lost to Randy again in the feud. In a feud, like they just gave all these big things. He even lost to Ambrose a couple times. So all these things that they gave him, he was losing. At the last time the wife and really got high was Elimination Chamber, twenty fourteen. Wyatt Fan versus Shield. Remember that yeah. matchup? Yep. They was chanting, this is awesome before they even touched because at that time, that's how you book two great stables. The Shield was the heel stable at the time. So was the Wyatt family. But when they finally came face to face, it was like, yo, I want to see how this thing goes down. That's how, they don't know how to book groups anymore. To, to, to make you like, to, to, to stick with them. And make you like him. Like, I really thought that was going to be the way the Hurt Business was going to be. And to the point, it's, it's kind of like, you know how when when the Street Profits and the New Day met at Survivor Series, it was like, oh, it's going to be a big deal because of how they were. Because the Street Profits and the New Day, you want to see them finally you know, go at it. And they had a decent match. It, I mean, it, Street Profits and the New Day was not nowhere near on the level of the Shield and the Wyatt family. Yeah, I think the secondary Shield versus Wild Family was Shield versus New Day at Survivor Series one of them years. Yeah, now that that was good. I thought the match could have been better. Well, yeah, but you know. yeah, but I'm saying, but but just to have the Shield versus the New Day was just like, yo, that that's, that that's just that's just fucking perfect right there. So you know, um, 
And don't get me wrong, y'all. It was a good match, but I think they just... I think W kind of kind of like rushed it because he had already had a loaded card as it was, and I, I don't think they wanted to shield a new day, which they could have steal the show away from John Cena and Roman Reigns. You know that was the, you know that was the reason because they put them on first. Of course, you know you can't overshadow Cena. And so I was like, I was like, okay, y'all really could gave him an extra five, seven minutes in this matchup. And this joke could have been something crazy, but you ain't want to overshine anybody because, like, you don't want... That's just the way Vince books his show. So, unfortunately, they just don't let the shit happen. But anyway, let's either here or there. So, yes, they actually put out a YouTube video of him just talking about his rivalry and just losing the matchup. And it, it wasn't even fair. Even the, the, Undertaker, the Undertaker rivalry, where he had to do all that shit by himself because Undertaker wasn't there. And then you thought he, he would get the win over the Undertaker, but no... After Undertaker lost to Lesnar the, the year before, when Lesnar broke that that streak, Wyatt couldn't be the one to take the Undertaker stuff out the way, so Wyatt just lost. And, that, and so then, it seemed like Wyatt had another re, uh, 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 rebuilding when it came to adding Braun Strowman. Well, actually, no. Before Braun Strowman comes, that whole story of Randy Orton and and the Wyatt storyline, I thought the storyline was great. Just the, the match sucked. That whole Orton joke. Because first of all, that should that should have been the Luke Harper moment. Remember, Luke Harper never trusted Randy Orton joining the Wyatt family. Yeah, it was supposed to be a triple threat until Vince was like, "Get that man out of here." Exactly. <laughs> I was like, "Why wasn't it a triple threat match at WrestleMania?" And that yeah. could have been a way better match than the fucking shit we got with Orton and Wyatt. Well, and then, uh, and. I don't even think it was supposed to be a quote-unquote title match. Well, actually, no. Let me let me rephrase that. I think it still could have been a title match, or it didn't even have to win the Rumble to, to even do all that. To have them have that is the reason why they broke up, but they still did it. Exactly. It did not need to happen. But they, they did. That's supposed to be Jericho's Rumble, by the way. It, oh, yes, yeah, a 61-minute man. I remember that Rumble, Rumble where he rode, but you know why? Because I picked Jericho's number to win the Royal Rumble bet, and I didn't win it. I trust me, I remember that Rumble too well. Yes, yeah, because that was that was the year he was supposed to win and turn on KO. Exactly. That, but they were actually close with friends back then, while Orton and Wyatt was kind of like breaking up already. Yeah. And, and this is why it made me more upset because Orton won it. Orton was like, "Nah, I'm not going to fight Bray." So then they had this whole tournament. AJ and Luke Harper came down to the winners, and then AJ won the door. Was like, "Oh yeah, I want to challenge Bray now." Then AJ just got kicked to the curb. I'm like, they Ugh. they botched that whole storyline, and they just botched so much shit. And it it just it just it, it sucked that why it had to be, uh, you know, had to be stuck with that. So then it seemed like they was trying to go a different direction with Bray Wyatt, and they brought in the Braun Strowman character, the Black Sheep. And then we had the Wyatt family having like the uh you know kind of the, the stable of the four people, like the four horsemen style thing, the the the, the uh, uh, upside down four, and then they start taking out Undertaker and Kane, and you figure like okay this is the time we can get Bray Wyatt actually back up in the in the thing because the whole storyline of them attacking Undertaker and Kane for the 25th anniversary of Undertaker at Survivor Series, and remember they was dragging the bodies of Kane and Undertaker back to. Wherever the the wide compound was and stuff like that, but no, I mean drag them backstage and leave them. They exactly. definitely answer those questions. And then 
what happened? It wasn't. They get squashed at Survivor Series. And it wasn't. It was only two members of the Wyatt family versus the Ontario Canada. Why couldn't it have been all four? Why couldn't it have been all four? It didn't make sense. They just they dropped the ball with that. They dropped the ball with the whole New Day taking on the Wyatt family at the Wyatt compound. They dropped the ball on that. Which they was trying to copy off of Matt Hardy and Impact. They tried to say they wasn't, but they were. And uh, especially when they did the final, the, the, final, the final deletion stuff. And Bray Wyatt never got a chance. So then what happens? Bray Wyatt... Matt Hardy comes to WWE. They try to give him that ultimate deletion match between Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy, which does not happen at WrestleMania. It happens on Raw because Vince don't like it. And Bray Wyatt comes. He just becomes a tag team with Matt Hardy. That goes nowhere. That goes nowhere. So then what, what does he have to do? He has to revamp himself again. And that's when we get The Fiend. That's when we get... The whole puppets in, in the vignettes. We don't know what's happening. And then we see like Mr. Rogers, Bray Wyatt. And he's just been doing. It's like, yo, it makes sense as a character. Like this guy has finally snapped. He lost his shit. But they decide to turn into some mythical kind of creature. Why? It was like, why couldn't this be a guy? I think that's what the way Bray Wyatt went. Because the feed is all his idea. And at first, it took a while for people to get get behind it but he made it work because it was like yo the firefly fun it's like a creepy kid show with so many hit it's kind of like the don't touch me i'm scared uh video you ever watch those i have not oh okay do yourself a favor there's these um videos that i, that I actually did react to check you can check my reaction out on the fat react nostalgia where it's called don't touch me i'm scared it has like these sesame street style Muppets in there and each video starts off with like a different theme and as the video goes on it just gets creepier and creepier and creepier and I can imagine and yeah and it, and it has so many like callbacks and stuff but it has like these Sesame Street style Muppets in there and that's what this reminded me of like it starts off very peaceful for kids and then it's like yo this is this is like some underlining sinister shit right is happening right now so do us a favor go check out don't 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 hug me i'm scared that's what's called don't hug me i'm scared uh and then when he introduced the fiend at SummerSlam against finn balor he came out with a new lantern and that matt yo it was like twisted metal sweet tooth and killed bray wyatt and it was great it was like yo the fiend is here and what did they do they found a way. Well, they found a way, all right. They found a way to this guy who had a great character. They found a way to... They found a way. To... But you know what? They kind of messed up the feed uh, uh, before that, though. Well, yeah, because it, uh, honestly, it took it took them a while to recover from the Seth thing. Because I, I was about to say, because the Hell in the Cell, I think they they, they, they first of all they, they put him in that Hell in the Cell was about what a, two months after SummerSlam, and he just debuted. 
So they put him in a title shot. Like, why would he... He shouldn't be in a title picture right now, but they booked themselves into a wall, and then they've had the Sephiroth and stuff like in uh, Hell in a Cell match. Sean Waltman was doing a live reaction. He was like, what the fuck was that? Exactly. He was he, like, y'all ain't gonna invite me to one of these again, but how do you get disqualified in a no disqualification match? match. <laughs> how did, that, that was the first of three. Hey, hey check up. He's never been back. <laughs> He's, he has never been back at all. Because, no, because, I mean, yeah, no, you can't do the way he tried to finish that match, but then afterward, afterwards, the Fiend gets back up and destroys Seth Rollins. No, they already sucked in two months, sucked out the Fiend's momentum, and then we get Saudi Arabia, where he, they decide to give him the, the championship, and then the next Saudi Arabia, he loses the championship off a of suplex. Yes, from Goldberg. One of my favorites to get him a spear. It gave him a suplex in under three minutes. They killed the fiend. They sucked. The fiend is supposed to be this Undertaker, like the second coming of the Undertaker. He loses to 60 year old Goldberg in three minutes. Woo! That's sure gonna put the. uh, But you you can't kill him in Hell in a Cell. See, kids, that's what you call putting them over. Exactly. So then, that was Zinkage, the fiend. That's what you call putting young talent over. It's, then, it was the the, the the last straw. Randy Orton burnt the fiend, in, which was, I think, the greatest infernal match he ever did in WWE history. Of Randy Orton versus the fiend at TLC. He burns the fiend. He comes back burnt and crispy. And comes back at WrestleMania to lose to by, by RKO. And what did they do? The not to to top the disrespect, they give his work, his character, his gimmick over to Alexa Bliss and say, Here, just take this gimmick and run with it. And then they fire him. Yeah, I, I always thought he was gonna come back and they were gonna have some type of confrontation, but no, nothing nothing came up of it. Nothing, nothing came of that worth a damn. Nothing. They gave it to Alexa Bliss. First of all, I'm done with... Look, Alexa Bliss... I'm going to say this right now. Alexa Bliss has done a great job in the role. She's doing what she's told. And she is doing a great job in the role. But I'm over the Alexa Bliss shit. And I'm damn sure... Alright, quick quick, quick question. I don't know how this might sound. Is it bad that I want her to go back to the goddess gimmick so that she can wear her attire again? No, you know what? No, because I don't look at success at all. I'm just saying right now... This whole fiend bullshit with Alexa Bliss, it, it's, forgive me everybody, but it's not convincing. And, and, and when I say that, is Alexa Bliss is probably one of the smallest women on that roster. Smallest. So then when she uses her powers for like these legit fighters out there, like I would hate to see her do the shit with Ronda Rousey. Don't do that. You know what I'm saying? I hate to see her. She already did with Shayna. That's what I'm saying. I hate seeing doing the stuff like that with Shayna Baszler. Like that, that stuff. It'd be different if. And sorry, what you say? No, I'm just saying it'd be. I, I don't know. Maybe if a, I, if a different woman was holding, you know, the mantle. But it's just like even with the money in the bank, they when they bury her with all the ladders, I'm just like, y'all built to nothing. Yeah. Also, if she if she has powers, 
why doesn't she just do a you die and I win match? Why don't she just make them close their eyes for four seconds so she can pin them for three? They wake up after the same, you know. Like, exactly. If she get a quote unquote mind control and all that kind of stuff, why not just make them lay down on the ground? If you can, if you can make somebody slap somebody else, you can make them lay down for a pinfall. That's all I'm saying. That once again, they they just taking this fiend character and they demolished it and they gave it to somebody else and they, they fired him. So, my my girl, Mickey James, Aldis, uh, I love her. Mickey James. Yes, the uh, single Mickey James without a husband. Well, I I I said Mickey James Aldis. The single Mickey James without a husband that still looks good. Okay. Um. So, she she writes this tweet, and I agree with her wholeheartedly. She says, "I think what you meant to say was thank you so much for coming up with such an incredible gimmick." Uh, in parentheses, time and time again. One so cool and over, we really didn't know how to book it right. So we just gave it to someone else so we can still make all the money off of it and let you go. Mm-hmm. That's what she said. And she didn't give a fuck how they felt about it. And she, and she later came out oh, and said... Mickey, Mickey has never come... I'm, I won't be surprised if Mickey is never uh, in the Hall of Fame because I don't think she's ever, ever going back. Honestly. I feel you. I really do feel you on that one. She comes and she's just like, she also comes back and says, look, this is not nothing against Alexa Bliss. I love Alexa Bliss. I've worked with Alexa Bliss. And she's giving it her all. And that's what we do. We we, we, we take a, a, a project and we give it to her all. I'm just saying what the circumstances were of them just giving the Fiend character to Alexa Bliss. And she's just doing what she can. It's not her fault. And I don't want nobody because, you know, wrestling fans are stupid. I don't want her them coming at her and say it's her fault uh, why um, the Fiend is fired. It's not her fault. It's their fault for not knowing that they have something great on their hands. And before, everybody just says, hey, he's jumping AEW. No, that, that's not the answer all the time. Bray don't... No, I don't think... I don't, I don't want that. I don't think... I don't think he wrestles, to be honest with you. I mean, after a while, because he could be done with wrestling. But here's the thing. People gotta understand. Every time somebody gets fired from WWE, you can't just say go to AEW because then you're going to turn to WCW, which you're going to start getting WWE no, I, fatigue. I think, I think that Bray would go to wrestle. I don't think he would go to a wrestle. I think he'd go to like a company to be like a creative or something like that. But I don't think he will wrestle. That makes sense. To be honest with you, one thing I can only see is like if he was to go to AEW, right? I would think. The only thing that would be good for him is to take over and revamp the Dark Order. That's a lot of people saying because he's like the basically, you know. And I'm like, he was close to Brody. Now, I'm not saying he'll want to do that. He may be like, no, this was Brody's group. I'm going to leave it alone. But here's what the thing. The Dark Order is that This is why the Dark Order sucks to me. Okay? I know I make the joke every 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 week on the Wednesday Night War talking about the Dark Order sucks because Christopher Daniels said it. But no, seriously, they suck because, one, now their faces, now they're, they're silly. And first of all, none of their costumes look threatening or scary at all. Evil Uno looks like a, you know, a Dama Matrix. Like, like he just came out of like a sex I, camp. I, I think they're not, they're not supposed to look scary. I just imagine, but I'm saying, if you want to be something called the Dark Order, or like or have this kind of cult, uh, cult type thing, I think you can make them more sinister, more evil. And you, you can turn, you can turn, <laughs> huh? No, that's not happening, I'm telling you right now. Look, 
is probably. They, I don't. I don't think they would turn if they still have John Silver and Ten. I don't think they would. They would turn because, uh, yeah, they they are too over by by their millions of YouTube fans to 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 do that. I I, I think that's why they're still prominently on AEW. To be completely honest. Because mm-hmm. uh, because be, being the elite, they are like the, it's like their show, so they're just like as goofy and silly as they want to be, and then they bring that s- silliness over to TV. So so yeah, uh, they 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 built the fan base just off being the elite. Yeah, I mean I, I get it. I'm saying, but if that's if that's where if, if Tony Khan wants to interview him, and that's right where, where he wants to go, I'm like okay, credit to him. But I don't just I don't think AEW's the answer. But I really think this was not not a smart move by WWE. Vince is being probably arrogant in his feelings, and then they, they let this guy go. But I'm like, you this is a very a creative mind and a huge character that you really could have had if you booked it right and give it to Alexa Bliss. I'm sorry, it's not. I, I'm over Lily. I'm over the. The thing is, Bray Wyatt <coughs> made me care about um. Who was the rabbit that kept getting killed every week? Uh, Rambling Rabbit. It, it, it Rambling Rabbit. I, I liked his art, but this whole Lily the Doll thing, I'm over it. The Fiend never went into the ring and brainwashed people. The Fiend never went into the ring and had all this. Like, it, it was cool. I understand when I took it, Kane did it. And so, it, it's always cool to use it sometimes. But when they have Alexa was doing this shit all the time, and then she turns to like dark Alexa, and nobody can beat her, and then you know she's just so great, and nobody can tell. I'm like, yo, get the fuck out of here, yo. I'm over this shit because that it, it won't be consistent. Like if that's the case, why don't you just turn to dark Alexa and win the money in the bank? Oh, you can't because there's there's fans there. I, obviously, you you can't record like you want to. So it's time to just end the gimmick. I want her. To go back, I want her and Nikki Cross to go back to how they were. That's what I want. Cause I thought if they were going to give, I thought if they were going to give the, the, the championship to Nikki Cross, I thought there would probably be a Nikki Cross versus, uh, like Alexa Bliss match at SummerSlam for the championship. You know, as her the superhero now, and then you know her as a, the dark villain. Nope, that's not happening either. So I'm just like, okay, sure, but. Final thoughts on the Bray Wyatt thing. I just think it was very... Um, it's a bad decision. It's a bad decision by creative. That's all I was It really is. And it's uh, I just... Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, I just really hope he uses his mind for creativeness, like just to be creative. That's all. I just I don't care if he... I don't care if he wrestles again. I just want him to be creative and, wait and see what, show what he can truly do with... His, with gimmicks, that's all. Yes, I want him to be creative, and I also want him to just be. If he wants to go back and wrestle too, I want him to have the opportunity to show us what he can do. The same thing with Brody Lee was, was was saying. Let me show you what I can do. He came in the AEW, and Brody Lee showed us what he can do. He's good on the mic. He's a good wrestler. He can make a good character. And Vince didn't even give him a, tr- a chance. That's all I'm saying. I give him an opportunity. So if he wants to go to Impact, Ring of Honor. Or AW or whatever the case may be, just to be able to show what he can do. Now, if he goes there and he fails and he just he can't do what he wants, and maybe there was some more to this 
this firing that we know. But right now, I don't see it. But he, I, I do want him to go out there and prove himself. Because this could take one look at you before even knowing you and have his mind made up. Vincent looks at the great Kali and be like, yes! But looks at Tyler Breeze and says, fuck him. And then, but who's the better one? I don't know how you see Greg Kali and say, this is money when the guy can't even walk. That's what he said. He, because he looks at, he's the 80s. Vince is the 80s and you know that. I mean, yeah, but people could walk in the 80s though. King Kong Bunny couldn't walk. Typhoon oh, well, okay. The earthquake could not okay. walk. But they, they were, they were, <clears throat> fatter? Bigger, bigger, rounder. So it, it looks, it look, it, it makes sense. It, it looks worse walk. when you try to find out an adjective, uh, a verb to describe, adjective to describe them. Like yeah. they're they're fatter. It's all it's cool. <laughs> okay, yes, they are fatter, so they they look like they wobble. So it is they waddle. So it, it makes sense. Reckley just legs. He just cannot just. College Giant Gonzalez. It looks like <laughs> it looks like in movies when people control a, a person with, like with a robot and it look like how they walk. Yeah, like yeah, that's what it looks. But for some reason they keep bringing it. They put they put this motherfucker in the Hall of Fame. But anyway, so you know, Bray Wyatt, best of wishes to you. I I, I support you. I know a lot of people in the company who probably can't say nothing right now because they they worry about their job because it shows that you are all expendable except Roman, and then. And Roman and Reign, I think, are the ones that are not expendable right now. So, but let's move on to another topic here. I, I want to talk to you before I get into SmackDown. It's about your boy Keith Lee. Reports are coming in that Keith Lee apparently is frustrated after getting squashed on Raw. I mean, you don't say. Who wouldn't be? Okay, you don't you know, say. Per the use. So, I'm on WrestleNews.com, and it was saying that he, he I talked about how he was frustrated being used since his return, post money in the bank. Uh, he, he got beat by Bobby Lashley, uh, and he was a stepping stone for Goldberg, and then he lost to Karrion Cross. Uh, so, they, um, it, it said that Cross was, was booked to face Jeff Hardy, but Jeff Hardy's out because he tested positive for COVID. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Lee took Hardy's place, and I guess Kenny Carson supposed to get his win back against Hardy. But so they just said no. Instead, instead of putting Elias out there, instead of putting Jackson Riker out there, or instead of putting somebody out there that nobody cares about, they put Keith Lee out there to lose to try the, to get Carson's seat back. I know some people are gonna say, "Why are you complaining about he's fought the NXT champion and the WWE champion?" But I'm like, that's not, it's not the case. You know, that's not what is needed for him right now to go up against them and, and lose and all that. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Because so. all you're doing is pushing Keith Lee. Because now you are just one loss away, in my opinion, from Keith Lee just being a scrub. Yeah, because like, when when uh, when I said it was Cross versus Keith Lee, I was like, oh, obviously Keith Lee is winning and they're just going to keep going with Cross losing. But no, uh, Cross actually won. I'm like, well, huh. Yeah, I don't know what to do with, with, with Keith Lee. It's just, yeah. Because now, I don't even yeah. see him at SummerSlam. Uh, I don't either. And Keith Lee put out a tweet uh, about losing, and then he actually de- deleted the tweet. Like, he put it out. He did a whole tweet and delete type thing. 
where uh let's see out oh um Kiki Fleet said okay um this is what he tweeted uh gone seven months and virtually squashed my first two weeks back or something like that and it got deleted so or, or something like it got deleted or something like that <laughs> but then he does come out to me and says look I've decided I'm just going to tell you guys the story myself give me a week or two about what's been going on about um whatever the case of why he's been missing and then he also tweeted uh I do. I, I wanted to do this in a special manner, but instead, I'll just have to chat directly. So he said, "Give about a week or two. What's going, what's going on?" So obviously, uh, I, I never knew what was wrong with Keith Lee. I was like, "Well, maybe it's health reasons, or maybe it was COVID since he was a bigger guy. COVID really got to him kind of bad, or maybe you know, there's like, well, did Vince McMahon uh, lose confidence in Keith Lee and probably think Keith Lee is too fat because?" The same thing happened to Kevin Owens, and the same thing happened to uh, Mickey James, believe it or not. And I was like, when did he ever think Mickey James was fat? Like, never. Fit. I mean, I thought she had a. Uh, well, never mind. That's a different kind of fat. Uh, my, keep going. Uh, oh, you, you talk about the whole Mickey James era? Uh, no, I was talking about the back. What are you talking about? Oh, you talking about you talking about ass cheeks? What, what, what were you talking about? Yeah, I'm about to, no, I, I thought you were about to come out and say my lady, my girl was fat. I'm about to say she never was. No. No. She I, never, I was just, yeah. And when, and when Vince thought she was fat, I was like, like what yeah. kind of woman do you like? <clears throat> I, I said, Vince was like rails because that right there ain't fat. Maybe the PHAT version. But Mickey James was never fat. So, but, you know, the way Vince views fat is... You know, that way. And Keith Lee, especially when he's putting that fucking singlet or that, that double strap shit on, 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 on him, he looks even bigger. <clears throat> Y'all just see, I was reacting to the oh, oh My God Wrestling videos. I was looking at Keith Lee back at PWG. And I'm just like, yo, this guy's amazing. Why won't y'all let this guy out? Like, what's the problem? Why won't you let this guy out? This man could be a big force for y'all. But I really think Vince lost confidence in him because of how he looks. Yeah, because Viscera never did anything for him. But look, Viscera was wearing a trash bag his whole career. And then after he started becoming Big Daddy V, Vince had nothing to do with him because he was on ECW. That was a Paul Heyman thing. Which made him look more stupid, but they eventually released him. But that that's what it was. But Keith Lee ain't even on the level of Viscera though. Viscera's had well, no, fat, not, not, fat, not, fat. Yeah. So but that right there and I'm so I, I don't know if Keith, it sounds like to me, Keith Lee probably trying to get fired. Do you think it's happening? Uh I mean, I don't know. I mean, if if he if he say he's gonna come out and tell his story, probably no one to the WWE probably not gonna want him to speak anything. He come out and say, yeah. Well, I, I I don't know if you if they if they had this part in the article, but it, he said that he wanted to tell it on TV for for the audience for WWE. He wanted them to tell it, and they rejected his offer. That's why he said he'll tell it himself. 
So I don't know what exactly he was trying to tell, but if he's trying to say he'll tell it himself, I guess he's just trying to say, forget it. I'm going to just do this and get fired. I mean, honestly, really, does Keith Lee care about getting, like, he's, he's, he's fine. He's fine. He can get fired. He, he, I don't think he cares. No, I, I, I mean, he could probably he get, he get fired and he can go. He go. Keith Lee is somebody I want to see in AEW, to be honest with you. I don't yeah, know. Keith Lee can go anywhere. Like, Keith Lee uh, can show up at Japan. He can show up at Ring of Honor. He can show up at MLW. He can show up at NWA. Show up at <clears throat> Impact. He can show up at all these different things. He can even just straight up go to the Indies and he'll be fine. Yeah. So, anything. So, yeah, he can. I, okay, some people that like you said that they that are not safe, and some people I think they can just say whatever because they they bet on their talent. So like Keith Lee is probably one of them I think can like all right. I'll be honest Keith with Lee you. Keith Lee is uh, not Randy or Roman. He can't just say what he want to say and stay there. No, I'm saying he can say uh, no. I'm saying he can say whatever, but if he gets fired, he doesn't care. Is what I meant by that. By say whatever. Mm-hmm. Like AJ can say whatever. AJ can just. If he wanted to, AJ could just straight up say, I support the, the KKK <laughs> and get fired and still and still go work. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Oh, I see what you said. That is unfortunately true. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. He can, he can say whatever and he don't care about getting fired because he knows already that he can just go in anywhere and, and still continue to make money. Yeah. I mean, but hey, AJ, please don't say that because you know. No, you please don't, bro. I, I can't. I can't. It's, it's bad enough that. Never mind. But you know what I'm saying? Just like, yeah, please don't do no, 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 no dumb shit like that. Uh, I feel as though that um, Keith Lee, you know what? I, I, I'm curious to see what he's going to say. And I'm curious to see what the story's going to be. And then, like I said, he can succeed anywhere. But WWE, you, right now, I want you to understand something. Within the last year, you have a major turnover problem, and you have to you, you have to understand that like Vince right now has acknowledged AEW in, in his conference calls, but he's being very arrogant. Like we'll just send him some more superstars. I'm just like, bro, you have got to chill. You have got <laughs> he to- playing, but not. Nah, <laughs> you think he's playing? He for real? <laughs> yeah, he for he's real. But, but I mean, like, the, but that shit gonna backfire on you, dude. Look, with all some AEW's getting a, a, just let's see a punk and Dale Bryan show up on that screen. So right. now, I, I'll be honest with you, because Vince is saying it like a joke, like, <laughs> we can release, like, saying they release, like, I don't know, Archie, <laughs> we can release Archie, they can take him, and then what did they take Archie for, he, like, is, like, the best booking agent or something, whatever, exactly. you know, <laughs> like, and really, you can just take, it's all depends on how you book these people, it's all depending on how you book these people, and you can have Keith Lee, Keith Lee could be a mega, could be a superstar right now, and we wouldn't need Goldberg with Bobby Lashley. Yeah, I mean, if you had booked Keith Lee the right way, even when he first came, take that damn skirt off of him, take that damn, uh, you know, that shirt off of him, and let him be limitless Keith, and don't change his music, and let him be limitless Keith Lee when he first debuted on Raw last year. You don't think they. You know how, oh my God. What? You know how awful that was? It was terrible. It was very terrible. Oh, no. How, how did it start? It was like, for he is limitless. <laughs> yeah, it was like. What? I was like, what that is that? This is WCW generic number five. And I'm like, see, stop. 
They ruined it as soon as he walked out the curtain, okay? And the thing is, if they had just let him be limitless Keith Lee, oh, you don't think geez. that right oh. now we could have Bobby Lashley and Keith Lee minus Goldberg? Yeah, I, w- I would love to, for him to buy that song or something. Like, even when he go back to the Indies, I wish he can buy that song, that that, that first song. And keep. You talk about something, he is limitless. Basket Basket yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. For he is limitless. Who is he? He had, another, he had a song before that. I, I can't remember the song he had before that. I can't but, either. Uh, it was like a rap song too, but <clears throat> nah, it, it's just come on now. That that for he is limitless. limitless. I was like, yeah. well, see, all the characters that you have, eventually how did they deal with these new millennials? All these characters that he had. And like the, the way you could have booked them, bro, you could be, you could have the the best wrestling roster in the world, and he don't. Well, that's either here or there because right now, uh, we're going over to Friday Night SmackDown. So, SmackDown is coming to you guys live. We're, we're actually, where was SmackDown uh, at this week? Do you remember? Uh, Cleveland. Cleveland? No, 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 that no, no. That, that was last week. Kansas Even, City. KC? Okay. No, I don't know. Mm. Well, oh no, Minneapolis, Minnesota. That's what SmackDown was at. You're right. They were because they kept showing uh, they kept showing the Vikings players for no reason. Exactly. I'm like y'all show Brock. Guess not. So when it comes to SmackDown this week, um. We kick off SmackDown. John Cena comes out to the ring. He has he had to respond to Roman Reigns for what he said last week. And honestly, once again, I knew Cena was going to do it. Now it's a more even battle between Cena and Roman uh, when it comes to on the mic now because Roman is more comfortable in his skin. And I I was I was digging everything Cena was saying in there. Uh, Cena was saying, "Look, uh, I, I ain't got to change. Roman got to change because you know uh, he has changed like almost every two weeks. It seems like." Because, you know, uh, the, the crowd don't care about Roman. They never cared about Roman, so you had to keep changing stuff so somebody could actually give a damn uh, about Roman. Excuse me, every two years, not every two weeks, I'm sorry. Because he has no confidence in himself. He said he's just a product of the machine who is embarrassed to fail. I was like, yo, why not come at WWE? Because what are they going to do, fire Cena? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love you know, that. He's like, to say, hey, <laughs> what? <laughs> What if, what if uh, Cena just done? He's like, all right, this is going to be my last night. <clears throat> Vince McMahon is a racist. And then Johnston Michael walks off. <laughs> he goes out the crowd, goes straight out the door. He'll need to go back to locker. You say if he does that? If he does that, I'm saying. Like, they, I, he'll be on Raw next it. week. Cena <laughs> <laughs> be on Raw next week. He's going to be on Raw. You gonna be around next week. So remember what I said last week? I got more to add to that. Yeah, <laughs> you said I meant it. <laughs> uh, watch Suicide Squad, y'all. Yo, that's that is that is truly what will happen. But uh, oh, and by the way, he did say that at the Rock's dad funeral. I'm dropping on me. Or no he, chance. No. <laughs> it's true. I was there. He said I was. <laughs> Oh, uh, so um, as Cena is really coming at WWE's neck right now, Barry, they sent down who to shut him up? Barry Corbin, right? So Barry Corbin comes up to the ring and Cena protests. He's like, oh, who? Wow, you look horrible. 
And Corbin said that uh, him and Cena have been close, but he's desperate. His life is falling apart. And even take it away from him. And he says, you know, his wife left him, took the kids, and, you know, all that bullshit. See, asked the crowd, should they hate So, <laughs> in, high, in hindsight, though, how was that? A, how were they booing that? He's like, I left my, I lost my kids. They like, they like, boo, you suck. Because <laughs> it's fucking Corbin, that's why. I know, but still, <laughs> like, dang, we don't even care about this man's family. <laughs> like, <laughs> Slater had a whole gimmick. He was saying they had a whole gimmick of for my kids, and now Pierre Corbin's like, "Hey, this is for my kids." Shut up, Corbin. He sucked. That, that, that was funny. Corbin was even saying like, "Yo, could I even have a part, you know, in like a Suicide Squad? Like, how be your son double?" And she was like, "He should have uh, said, he should have said, can I have a cameo on Peacemaker? Peacemaker. <laughs> it's Peacemaker, yeah.' But he's like, nah, and I really, it's, it's not, 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 not going to work out. And then um, she says, uh. The Eagles see this a scene of selfish and uh, the Eagles size of California and calls him a Hollywood sellout. And then Cena says, You know what I think you need? <laughs> an attitude adjustment. Ages AAs are right there. I was like, Yo, that was the best sub to an attitude just I've seen in years. Uh, I think the best one since is calling it the, the FU. Yes, no, but I'm just saying, but remember, the, he used to, remember, he used to like sound like you need the LFU and then he'll give it to him. Yeah, or you know what he might do? You know what f you, and then he did do it to him. But, but the way he just set up, like you just need a hand to the adjustment, and this and his uh, this game AA kept the handle on everything. So uh, now we're, we're about to do a rematch because that's what we need. Jimmy Uso taking on Rey Mysterio one on one. The match is simple. Rey Mysterio and Jimmy Uso. I mean, they're still good wrestlers, but. Even though I don't understand how the, how stuff with Jimmy Uso is working out these days, but sure, uh, this time you see that you see that he is taking up for his actions. He take he got a loss. That's what that's what Vince is saying. Yeah, he gave him a loss. That's exactly what he's saying. We gave the tag team champion a loss. You see, he is he is paying for his uh his, what he did. <laughs> yeah, a, a dirty loss too. Because, by the way, uh, after Jay pulls out Jimmy Uso for the 619, and Ray does it like a corkscrew dive over the top of both of them, uh, he rolls Jay Uso up, uh, Jimmy Uso back in the ring. Dominic comes and puts his feet on his back, and then we have Mysterio winning over the Usos. So, well, everybody thought it was probably going to be Alpha Academy winning these tag team championships at SummerSlam. Yeah, think again. They're going to do Mysterios and Usos again. So, I don't know why people thought Alpha Academy. I'm like, I don't want Otis and Chad Gable. I mean, they are becoming an actual tag team now, so. Yes, but they still ain't, they just, ah, ah. <laughs> I know. Chad Gable should be by himself, and it should still be a heavy machine. Chad but, Gable should just, Chad Gable should say something to get fired so he can leave. <laughs> he should say get fired. This man has just, oh my gosh. Um, let's see, uh, Coming out next, Bianca Belair comes out to the ring with Kayla Braxton uh, to interview her and talk about the, the past few months felt great and they keep getting better and better. But then Carmella comes out and mocking her, talk about some. Uh, she's the most beautiful woman in WWE and that she should be uh, having another championship match because the lights were, were blurry. You see what happened? We had a wardrobe malfunction, but she didn't say that. But then uh, Selena Vega comes out and says, uh, Carmella is a slower roll, and then uh, 
Selena Vega says that, you know, Bianca should challenge a rising star like Vega herself. And Bianca's like, okay, you on. I think you on, uh, Selena. But then I was like, why didn't they touch on the history that Selena and Bianca had a couple, yeah. years, a couple years ago? But sure. Um, that, that wasn't even a couple of years ago. That was like last year, 2020. That, that was last year? Okay, yeah. So, yeah. Back yeah, she, Selena was only gone for like five months. She was not gone for like, a, 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 yeah, well, she was beat up, beat up on social media. They had the whole Andrade and uh, with uh, first of all, they, did, they, did we ever, did we ever finish a storyline with Andrade poisoned Montez Ford? No, we did not because <laughs> no, we did. Like, okay, because it was like it was going somewhere. I like to, I like to beat him up, beat her up on social media, but we never went nowhere. You're right, that was last year. So, uh, then. Carmella's starts Car- Carmella I said Carmella Carmella and Selena Vega start jumping Bianca Belair and she's getting jumped and all of a sudden we hear yes yes y'all it's the boss y'all and then Michael Cole it's boss time Sasha Banks is back the crowd go, goes loud with Sasha Banks I, I love I hate it. it I hate it yeah, hold on Sasha helps clear the ring her and Bianca Belair hug which is also going to set up a tag team match for later on tonight now I understand why you hate it now here's the thing, the crowd pop was legit. I like them ch- popping for Sasha Banks. That's why I hate it as well. Why? Because I'm like, if I Sasha should have been, I don't. It, it should not have just been a run out to help save somebody that you don't like. This was, you know, I would have if, Bian- if Bianca just would have said, "Well, it looks like I gotta find myself a partner," and then Sasha came out. I wouldn't have been less mad at, but just her just coming out. Just to help uh, Bianca from getting beat up by Zelina Vega you know and Carmella. What? I, you know what? I, I, I apologize. I a thousand percent agree with that. If she got beat up and we went to a commercial and then she was backstage and they and then it was like Kayla Braxton was checking on her and she says, "Okay, so they want to go and they want to jump me like that. Well, I'm gonna take them both on tonight." And then so, so and it could have built. It could have been a. A whole show build up type thing. And then Sonya Deville, it's just like Bianca, you're the women's champion. We need you to make money, especially at SummerSlam. Especially it's gonna be the biggest party of the summer. We need you healthy. So you had to go out there with a partner. She's like, no, no. I want to get they, they wanna come attack me. I'm the women's champion. I should go out there and I should beat them up. And then they're like, No, you can't go out in this match unless you have a partner. And then you know how it pans off from her face. And then we get out there, and then Bianca Belair comes out. Then I like your idea. She said, well, I found a partner. And then here comes Sasha Banks' music come out. That would have, you know what? Yes. I'm sorry, Pro. That would have worked a shit ton better. Yes. Because that way, you would, you, 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 say, you can say the bullshit from earlier. And then they can have a tag team matchup. Be dominant. So it's like, I just found a partner real quick. And Sasha's like, okay, I'll help you take them take out. But after the match, I'm screwing you over. So. I just, okay. I, I, I just okay. I, not to not to say that uh, Zelina Vega and Carmella ain't good, but Zelina Vega hasn't won any match since she's came back, and Carmella's been kind of just losing. Like, why do we care that Carmella and Zelina Vega are beating down a dominant, strong women's champion? Like, like, why do we? You know, why would we care that she that she's getting jumped by those two? As if she can't. As if. She can't get up and, and pick up both of them at the same time. I get, but see, that's why I was saying, if, if we did, if we did a whole story progression, such as if she, well, said, yeah, the, the, the full night thing, yes, that 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 would definitely work. Something like that would work. I'm, 
it's just it's just I don't because I don't at, know. At I guess first, Bianca yeah, gotcha. would want to take them on by herself because she's a yeah. dominant champion. She will be able to take them on by herself. Yes. And then if they if they but, but them putting in the thing like yo, you are important to the company because we we about to have SummerSlam come up. You're a big attraction. We need you on the show. That's all they had to say. That's all they had to say. And then throughout the whole night, we could have been thinking like. Who partner going to be? Because there is literally nobody on the SmackDown Women's mm-hmm. Division, and anybody would have thought Sasha. You could probably even had the crowd chant Sasha, Sasha, mm-hmm. Sasha. You, you could, there's so much you could have did with that, but they just they, they took the easy way out. Um. Uh, backstage they they interviewed Reginald, the new 24 seven champion. Yeah, I, yeah. As you can tell, I'm just what. You, you you just broke out. I couldn't hear you anymore. Hello. I said um not. I just said obviously I'm salty about her just getting her getting having to get saved by Zelina Vega and Carmella. That's all. I got you. Um. So Reginald makes his way to the ring and gets a mystery opponent. It's Chad Gable and Otis come out and Red. Reggie looks in terror. Um, <laughs> yo. <laughs> yeah. Are we supposed... Uh, so, so they're, they're selling this as if he's legit f- flying from the ground to the top rope. <laughs> yes. Uh, what? Did he got this... People, he got this... He got the same car trampoline out there. He had... Did, first of all, we're going to talk about that in, in a little bit, but he, uh, he does it and they don't even say like... They don't even say like, oh, that's like they say, whoa, did you see that? He's superhuman. What? They, have you have you seen their have you seen their beef, by the way? Are you talking about some Michael Cole and Pat McAfee? No, Sin Cara and, and Reggie. No, I know they had beef. I know they had beef. Oh my uh let me go find it. I'll be right back. Right, you can talk about the man. Okay, so uh Reggie comes in then uh he, he looks in terror like it's going to be Otis, but Otis says, um, "It's not me. It's him." And Gable attacks Reggie. So we had we have original taking on Chad Gable. Chad Gable is giving him all of the, the, you know, the, the wrestling moves, the double, double on the hook suplex and everything. And Reggie keeps kicking out. Uh, Gable goes to the top rope to give him yeah. a German suplex on the top, but Reggie flips over out of it and then runs and hits him with the, um, you know, that, that Molly go around from the ground and beats Gable. But after uh, Otis comes in, throws Reggie outside the ring, but Reggie kind of like you know uh, falls out and then lands on his feet and then flips and flips through it. So I thought that I thought that was cool. And then he takes the he takes the belt and then back flips all the way to the back. Look, I'm telling you, Vince just wants to see this guy do amazing shit. Did, uh, that's why he's a 27 all, championship. They they posted they posted a video on their Instagram. Uh, all right, so <laughs> you'll, you'll appreciate this. Do you remember in the Power Rangers movie when Billy was flipping to get away from the from the monsters? <laughs> yes. And they posted that exact video. They recreated that video of, of him going through the backstage with the title, doing backflips, and then John was uh, slowly chasing him like they can't catch him. Yo, can we please? Can you like send me a clip of that? <laughs> Alright, I see your clip, but uh, you got some big clip of that. I, I I found the Sin Cara and the Reggie like um, the the back and forth messages. Yeah, 
And uh, Sankara says, two very cool entrances. Let's see if he can do that without an ACL, wearing a mask with terrible lighting. Put an angry emoji. <laughs> oh, one more thing. Keep doing it for a decade on live events and on television. All the best with a laugh emoji. Mm. Right? So then Reggie said, well, seeing that I was doing this in the circus for 16 years before I came to WWE, I should be fine with a, with a folded hands emoji. And then he wrote, also, I had eight to ten shows a week. So, Sankara responded and said, awesome. Now it's time to become a real professional wrestler with a, with a clapping hands emoji. Wow. Reggie has not. Reggie has not responded, but when, when they reposted him doing the jump, he, doing the jump, he said, and still, with a, with a wink face. <laughs> so so yeah. <laughs> uh, Reggie is sick hard beef with that so. Uh so hey, well, why, why I gotta get this power to uh, f- flip out the way. Uh so, uh we get Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville is in the ring with uh introducing Roman Reigns uh Finn Balor to, to sign this Universal Championship match for Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. And Roman Reigns out there with the table, he said at the head of the table <clears throat> because he said he would give Finn Balor a shot. So, as they're there, the crowd, the crowd chants for Cena. So, we obviously know Cena's going to get into this match, but we just don't know how. Me, personally, I thought this was dumb. But, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, Cena says that we've already seen Mr. Missionary tonight. So, uh, <laughs> Ray said they Cena think that Balor is a lesser man to him. And Ray says he doesn't... Th- Think this? He thinks that Bowles worthy challenger of the Universal Championship. He's also worthy of a beatdown that he'll get at some SummerSlam. We say he respects Balor, and Balor has a contract. Uh, Rachel, uh smash him and send him back to NXT. So that as Balor about to g- g- grab the mic, um, all of a sudden Barry Corbin comes down. Corbin comes down and beats like beats the shit out of Finn Balor. Toss him over the ring ropes and then, like o- over the announcer table takes him out. He grabs the contract to, to go and sign in place of Finn Balor. B- b- by the way, Adam Pearce and Sonya is doing nothing about this at all. I, I mean, contract There has been a few that happened like this though. Okay. I don't know. I don't know which ones, but I, I have seen this happen where they they take out the person and they sign it. I think Cena did it actually. So well, he, he do it again. So then, <laughs> Cena, yeah. Cena comes down, takes down uh, Corbin. And he comes and he grabs the Sharpie. The look of Paul Hammond's face is is the, is the best throughout this whole thing. Uh, he comes, he's going to sign it. He decides Cena in a Sharpie and uh, holds the contract up for the camera, which I do want to pause and like read the actual contract. But uh, yeah, it was yeah. Uh, okay, you're right. I see I see a couple of memes. Someone was like, John Cena, sixty-seven years old, right? Like this. That's what somebody said. Well, I'm sorry. Wait, you, uh, you, 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 you gotta say yeah. it again. You gotta say it again. I missed it. So John Cena what? Somebody said, why is why is John Cena 67 years old still writing like that? Oh. <laughs> oh, well, you, you, you already know that it's probably gonna be, you know, me somewhere about that. So, uh, it's it's official. Um, he, co- he goes to signs that Paul Heyman confronts Adam Pearson and DeVille asks them what they're gonna do about Cena's actions and DeVille Tells Heyman that Reigns will defend title against Cena at SummerSlam. Here's my thing: Could they got to it a different way? Maybe opposed to just 
hey, I'm going to sign the contract. Oh, so you mean to tell me anybody can just come out and beat the person down and sign the contract and they get the shot? That's basically what y'all telling me. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, and that, that just gives a Balor Corbin for SummerSlam opposed to Sami Zayn? Yeah, because... Well, well Balor fought Sami on SmackDown and when he first then... came back. Huh? When he first came back. Yeah, he fought him on SmackDown, and he's going to fight Ben Corbin on SmackDown. Okay. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, uh... Remember that six-man tag team match that they got at Cleveland last week and we got rolling loud? Well, they said, hey. We're going to do it again. We're going to do it again. So we got Big E Cesaro and King Nakamura taking on Dolph, the, the, the Dirty Dogs and Apollo Crews. And it's a, six, it's a six-man tag team matchup, which is is, is all mid-card guys that are great at what they do. Uh, Cesaro gives Ziggler 10 swings and a sharpshooter. And, uh, but, you know, they had the whole – everybody does their finisher – Biggie does the whole uh, big ending to rivalry, whatever the case may be. It's Apollo Nakamura in there. Apollo goes for a German suplex. Nakamura kicks out. And then he tries to go roll through for his angle slam, but then gets the Kinshasa. Nakamura pins the Intercontinental Champion, Apollo Cruz. So it looks like they can be setting that, that up for something, even though Cesaro did call out Apollo Cruz for his championship. So, But the champ was pinned, and they didn't put enough emphasis that the champ was pinned because they used to mean something back in the day. So let's be honest. Let's be honest. I completely forgot Apollo had the belt. <laughs> well, they have not done a good job with the kind of championship booking. Period. After WrestleMania, they they just left Apollo on the show, and he was like, "Okay, he's African now." I'm just like, "But do something with him. Do something with him." But okay, sure. Uh, after the commercial break, we come back and Seth Rollins in the ring. And he shows a video of him attacking Edge uh, during the commercial break as Edge is about to come out. He comes uh, and takes him out and hits him with a video camera and hits him with a curb stomp. So, uh, Seth Rollins, first of all, Seth Rollins suit game, man, I tell you, uh, it's something. Uh, but Rollins says he's not ashamed of anything he has done. And Rollins said that he did what he did the right thing to do. Rollins calls up the rightful heir to the Universal Championship. And that he, if he can't be champion, neither can Edge. So that's basically what. So obviously they're gonna probably make the match official next week for SummerSlam, which I think is probably just gonna be a regular one-on-one match. Well, they're gonna put Edge in no more hardcore type scenarios with Seth Rollins. Uh, uh, can I, okay, I know this is his style, but can he please like have a a a match that don't have to start. Getting in gear after thirty minutes. Cool, you talking about Edge? Talking about Edge, yes. So you you think he should be in like a gimmick match or what? No, no, no. I'm just saying his matches are good, but they they long. It seemed like they wait till after the thirty minute mark to start changing gears. <laughs> Well, I think, uh, you know what, I, I see what you're saying. I, it ain't 30 minutes, though. I think after the 15-minute mark, it's like, okay, wow, that was a quite something 15 minutes, but then kind of like Roman Reigns and Money in the Bay. After the first 15 minutes, then they started picking up. You do know every match Edge has had since he's been back, other than that tag match with the Usos, has been over 30, 35 minutes. <laughs> Damn, Edge. <laughs> the I Rumble. The 
both matches with Orton, the match at uh, Mania, the match with Roman. Don't all right. The Usos and the yeah, and the Usos match. Both matches had with the Usos. The only ones that haven't been thirty minutes or or, or more. Wow. Yep. Wow, you know that's good research right there. Uh, main event time: Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks, and Carmella versus Selena Vega. So it's these girls are working together like a, a you know well-oiled machine. Bianca yeah, Belair, like, he, like we, <laughs> they work together as if we forgot that they, you know. Exactly. Uh, Bianca Belair actually tosses Sasha Banks off the steel, so like she did at WrestleMania. Bitch presses her right into Vega and Carmella. And so, like I said, the match was all right. And for some reason, Bianca was just looking really good tonight. I don't understand what it was, but she looked different tonight. It's, it's, the, it's the Bianca Belair effect. That's what it is. Well, you know, also, she ain't had that high ponytail neither. I think maybe, maybe that's what it was. Uh, she just had her hair slicked back. But anyway, whatever the case may be, they were uh, doing good. Then uh, Carmella's tag day with Sasha Banks. She uh, go get the face buster, but uh, Belair breaks the cover up. And then Banks counts Carmella and hits her with the bank statement. Carmella taps out. And then they, uh... Alright. Real quick, though? Yeah. Okay, you know what? Never mind. I'll wait, I'll wait for you to say it. I'll wait for you to say it. So then after the matchup, you know, Bianca's all celebrating. And then they show the championship up. And then, you know, Bianca's doing... Sasha's doing the whole, yeah, get show her love. Show her love. So I'm like, yo, I, everybody see, see you want to see this turn coming. And then, of course, she gives her the backstabber. And then she goes and starts... Beating up Bianca. Puts on her, beat, by the way. You said on beat? Yes, because they started playing Sasha's music first, and then they played the shoo, shoo, shoo. Yeah. I'm on my boom, but then on the boom, that's when she hit her with the backstab. Yeah. Uh, Go back and watch it, people. It was on beat. She goes so the beat drop. and uh, puts her in the bank statement, and then uh, she goes to put the DD teaser, and then uh, she goes to put her in the bank statement again. Uh, I, I saw the turn coming. Hit, uh, this is the one thing I want to say about Bianca Belair. I love sure. Bianca Belair, mm-hmm. and I think she's been a great women's champion. I think she I think can be the same thing. I'm about to say she could be the same women's champion, but I think her face run because she's a great heel. I see her in mm-hmm. NXT. She's a great heel, but I mm-hmm. think her face run has just been too mom's apple pie. To say the list, it's like she's. It's like Bianca Belair is happy to be there. But I was I was saying that a while ago. Yeah, I was I, saying that she should not not that she should be overly faced, but she she should just be her confident self. Because when she was doing all that, I can't believe I just be Bailey. Oh my gosh, I, I what this is the greatest moment of my life. I was like, that's not Bianca at all. But uh, yeah, like I think I think that they want to capitalize that. Oh, we had a great moment for for, for black women. At WrestleMania, they wanted Espy, and she's been on top of the world. Everybody's been liking her, and she's been a, she's been an inspiration for for little girls, especially little black girls, all around all around the world. But here's the thing, though, you can still be that and not be mom's apple pie, white meat, baby face. Because I, I'm like now, you're you're going across for what the EST is. If you think you're the strongest, you're the fastest, you're the smartest, you're the toughest, then the, the to say that is arrogance. So with the arrogance, because you can still be a face, but still be arrogant. And I, I, I saw it was like, okay, I fight Selena, but like I was like, I hope they kind of bring up the rivalry from last year, or say, or saying like when, when um, 
uh, Sasha was giving her the bank statement, she looked like she was about to cry. Like, I've been betrayed. What you think was going to happen? Yeah, I was going to say that. So, like, uh, how do you feel about her crying pretty much? I was like, I, I didn't I didn't like that. Yeah, I, I don't like them, like them doing that to the point where it's like, yo, I thought that was my girl. No, you took the championship from her at WrestleMania. Like, what, once again, this is one thing. I, I, I don't know if they're telling her to do this or not, but I'm like, yo. I I am all appreciative of everything that happened in real life between these two women. And they are probably friends in real life behind the camera. Like when all this shit is turned off. And they did a great monumental thing for women and black and for black women at WrestleMania. Would you agree? Uh, yes, I agree. But I feel as though when it comes but we have to turn on the wrestling. And the wrestling has to be a storyline. And the storyline is you took it wasn't about the moment because if she come on SmackDown next week talk about so well what about the moment we did what all the history like that's not what the, the story is you took Sasha's title she's a heel and she want that shit back that's what I want first of all to me if Bianca don't come on SmackDown next week pissed that she got embarrassed by Sasha Banks and she like no. Nah, I want Sasha tonight. I want to take her on. I want to beat her up. Like, don't don't give me no promo like, yo, why you do this to me type bullshit. What are you talking about? She's on a Kofi Kingston. What you mean? What's up, y'all? This Bianca ain't nothing happened last week. I'm still here. I'm all happy. I'm smiling. What's up? Hey, <sighs> Carmella, you beat me. I beat you up last week, but don't come for me. All right? All right, cool. What's up, y'all? Hey, I'm Bianca. Don't, she ain't gonna, ain't nothing about Sasha. She might just say, you know what? Sasha did attack me last week, last week, but I'm still the best, the roughest, the toughest, whatever she say. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Sasha, I see you, but she ain't gonna, she ain't gonna be like, yeah, I got beat up last week. But that's what I'm saying. But they need to do better booking. That's what I'm saying. They need to do better book because you gotta act like how somebody would act, okay? And. Her just being feeling betrayed and crying. I'm like, no. First of all, Sasha beat her the fuck down to knock her out. She shouldn't even be crying. She should've been unconscious. That's all that. Like, I thought she was gonna pass out in the bank statement, and then like if she she's unconscious, like that that, that should've been the kind of thing. Like that, that's the kind of old school sort of thing I don't want. But that was SmackDown this week. I give it a thumbs up. What you give it? Minus like I felt as though that the contract thing could have been done a little bit better. But other than that, I give it I give it a thumbs up. What you give it? I give it a thumbs up. Pat McAfee also on commentary really helps. Pat, Pat, yeah, Pat McAfee is a breath of fresh air. Ah, okay, I took a break from Raw last week. May I go back to Raw this week? We, we, we will see how it plays out. Uh, but in the meantime, so post your comments down below if you guys uh listening to us on YouTube. But if not, if you listen to the podcast, about to move on. But uh, if not, once again, NC the Pace, we chill with Mr. Andy, and that dance has a prime time. And, All right, y'all. <clears throat> yep, and we Nerd Coach is out. All right, guys. So uh, with that being said, it's time to move on to the Wednesday Night War. A lot of things have happened on the Wednesday Night War where we got things. Dakota Kai turning over Kel Gonzalez. And then also we were at, um, what was the event that happened at AEW? Uh, Fight for the Fallen. Fight for the Fallen. Yes, we had, we had, we had, we had, we had Fight for the Fallen going on there. And so uh, that's also Nick Gage taking on Chris Jericho in a no rules match for the uh, Trials of Jericho or Labors of Jericho Part 2. And so we're going to get to there. So if you guys listen to the Wizard Night War, which you put out every single Thursday after NXT and AW Play, uh, 
Tuesday and Wednesdays, and we put out like Thursday around noon. You guys can just skip ahead about I will say fifty seven minutes. This one was, and if not, stay here and listen to it. So let's get ready for the Wednesday night war. What's going on, YouTube? It's seen the place to be chilling between Mister A and E and not Deion Sanders for prime time. You know what that means. No, 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 man. And it, it, it's Wednesday, and you do know what that means. If you're going to do it, you got to do it right. Well, <laughs> you don't need to do it. I know. You got to do it. You got to do it at JR. You know what I'm saying? It's Wednesday, and you do know what that means. I'd be like, I got to put all this extra stuff in there. Huh, well, it is time for. You do know what that means, Kenny. Yes. <laughs> And uh, it, it's time for the Wednesday Night War NXT and uh, AEW fight for, fight for the Fallen reviews here. So on NXT, we got uh, Joe asking about uh, signing a contract for Karrion Cross because he, he's going to be back. And uh, we have a main event of Adam Cole taking on Bronson Reed. Also on the uh, AEW side of things, of course, we had the fight for the fallen stuff going on, but most notably we got the what's it called the the trials of Jericho. Uh, but the labors, yeah, the, the, the labors of Jericho part two, going up against in a no rules match against Nick Gage. So, uh, this should be interesting. So we're gonna start off with NXT this week. So NXT, uh, comes to us live from. Uh, sci-fi channel because the Olympics are on so the Olympics are always on, on USA so f- July 27th and August 3rd will be uh, NXT because Olympics are usually here for two or three weeks so Prime first of all are you watching the Olympics at all? alright so as we, as we start off with NXT we start off with Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa taking on Orny Lorcan and Pete Dunne I really do miss Danny Burch for Orny Lorcan because uh, Danny Burch is out injured uh, this is a very Technical sound matchup, obviously, just to help uh, get 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 these guys. I thought he's gonna try to get you know Chompa and 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 Thatcher over. If they're gonna t- spend all this time being, I'm ready for them to be over as a team. Well, you know, I thought you were, I thought you wanted them to win the, the titles. That's I never t- said that. Oh, well, uh, uh, well, uh, after they they work on uh, only looking for a while, um. They um get to the ball. Rich Holler returns, aka UK Brock Lesnar, returns to cost the match. Uh, and Dunn wins with a bitter end on Chopper. So after the match, Rich Holland uh uh c- comes up and, and hits that fin- that move on Thatcher. I don't know what it's called launching into the corner, and uh, that is uh cool. We have Rich Holland returns. So how you, how you feel about that? Because I thought he's gonna be out for a while with that injury. Uh- don't, I don't know if I like it yet because why are you why are you with Dunn and uh, Lorcan? Remember, or, that's who, that's who was supposed to be in the War Games matchup, but when he got injured, they brought in Pat McAfee. So he already he he already already had alignment with them. That yeah, was Pat, new, he was already there though. But I said that was the stable they was making. It was supposed to be Danny Burch and Only Lorcan, Pete Dunn and Ridge Holland. Yeah, I wish they would have, like, called back to it or something so people can remember. You can't just be like, oh, yeah, Pat is on SmackDown and he's just here now. You know, like, uh, Rich is just here. Maybe, yeah. they'll, maybe they'll tell us next week or so. 
Oh, I was about to say, because him helping Pete Dunn and Oren Lorca, I was like, that makes sense, because I was, they used to be, that, that was supposed to be the group, but then uh, he got injured and Pat McAfee came in, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the break, you know, hit row, or run down like El Phantasma, they like the new Kings of the Jungle, and they call out Imperium 2. If you don't know, now you know. Samojo comes out, cross! Calls the cross a gutless coward. And doesn't think the champ is even in the building right now. And Joe asks Regal, look, join him in the ring. Regal comes out and says, look, he's going. Joe says he knows he's going to fire Cross for his actions, but he has another proposition. He has a piece oh, what of. What is he going to do? Sitting on the raw? <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, Joe wants a match with him. Makes an official member of the NXT roster. Regal signs it. And then he says it's going to be Joe official. Joe versus Cross for the NXT Championship at NXT TakeOver 36. Which we can see Joe went back to NXT Championship. And then now we can have a fresh new set of matches. And Cross and go get buried on the main roster. Sounds about right. Sounds about right to me. So um, They're definitely on track for it. So, you know. Camera Grimes, your boys out there with, with, with the bright green lime shirt out there uh, being a caddy. For L.A. Knight as he's watching his golf balls. Uh, as he pulls a Ryan Dangerfield on Caddyshack. And he wages $5,000 and he misses the shot. And then uh, this is when Knight is like shooting his his ball in the tree and in the, in the river and stuff like that. Uh, we get uh, the next NXT breakout tournament. Uh, Carmelo Hayes taking on Josh Briggs. Yo, if y'all have not seen Carmelo Hayes, get on it. Because Carmelo Hayes is good. Uh, yeah, I, I wish that. Hey, you started. Like, I'm sorry. You you, you break it up. Say it again. I said I wish this was the first time we've seen him in this tournament because he's been he's been there though. He's been there for like a whole two months. He has. He 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 he, he even said it in an exclusive. He's been there two months and he had like of course two losses, but I I would I just been the, like like the first time to see him. So, but. He's dope. Uh, he 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 does a uh, like a a top rope famouser, and that that was the one. I don't know if that's his finisher or not, but it was cool. Um, Frankie Monet and uh, Casey Cat Zero, mm-hmm. huh? What'd you say, Prime? I didn't say anything. Okay. Uh, so Frankie Monet and uh. Casey Cazero, Kane Carter, exchanged words from last week. They're going to have a a, um, a match they on tonight. Uh, Cameron Grimes is looking for um, Elliot Nice Ball. He got to the water. Teddy Biasi pulls up and he says, Yo, what are you doing, man? And he's like, Well, I, you know, I lost. I'm trying to be a man of my word. He said, Well, you got to have pride. You got to say nothing for yourself. So then the Grizzle Young Vets just happen to want to be playing golf also. And uh, they're out there, and they challenge L.A. like to make this shot, but then he misses it, and then Cameron Grimes does it, but stupidly hits him in, in the balls with the golf with the golf club and makes the you know makes the hole in one, and then it's like a whole comedy skit. I was just like, okay, it's, it's fine, but I'm, I'm, I'm past this. Uh... Raquel Gonzalez comes out, and she's out there with Dakota Kai. She's trying to find herself an opponent for NXT TakeOver 36. And she's sitting there talking, and Dakota takes the mic talk about so if she couldn't make it any more obvious. <laughs> if y'all just see the spoilers. If anybody's out there who's going, who could face Raquel Gonzalez because she's been so dominant. But 
the way I uh, so at because celebrating the corner, she get a face wash from Dakota Kai, and now Dakota Kai is going to be her next challenger. Here's my thing: I always thought that Raquel would turn on Dakota, and Dakota would be the face, and Raquel will still be the heel champion. But it looks like they're doing it the other way around. So how do you like it? Them doing it the other way around? Maybe she is. Maybe maybe what is? Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Raquel <coughs> is clearly the baby face in the situation. I don't, I don't think we, we know quite. I don't think we know quite yet. I'm, this is baby face one-on-one, dude. They, they, they got her, built her sympathy, and she got attacked without even noticing. And the crowd easily got on her side. So and we know Dakota Kai gonna get her little ass beat because she can she can sell great for Raquel. Oh, you never know. This week called Raquel Gonzalez. What do you think? I mean, I don't think so, but I just really, I, I think I don't know. Dakota needs something. She hasn't gotten <coughs> anything, but injured. I mean, I would like her to win a championship, but I don't know if she's going to. Adam Cole tells Bronson Reed is not a rebound. He can give a damn about his 14 years, and he's just going to be another chapter, baby. Uh, also, Io Shirai is in the back, and Zoe Starks is trying to say, like, yo, we need to be more, we need to be partners, and we need to uh, hang out, stuff like that. And Io Shirai is kind of like, you know, not for it, even though they are the tag She's team She's like, champions. you're not, you're not Kari Zane. You're not, you're not Kari Zane. You're not Sorry. I don't yeah. want to tag with you. <laughs> he said, yeah, you're just Zoe Stark, so, sure. Um... Casey Cazero, Kaden Carr, taking on Frank, Frankie Monet, and oh, by the, by the way, I have seen some of them TikToks you was talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what is that? A good okay or bad okay? I'm just saying okay. That's all. Bruh, please. I I, I was like, mm-hmm. Okay. They friends. So uh, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. And um. Uh, Regular tag team matchup. Uh, Robert Stone tries to throw in a shoe for Frankie Monet to use, but it actually hits her and distracts her. And then we have Kate, Kate Carter and uh, Case Kazer doing the neckbreaker for a fifty finishing move, and that they, they win the matchup. So there you have it. Meanwhile, you know, Bex, huh? Un- unrelated. Yeah. This is very. This is very much unrelated. I I really wish that. Uh, Madison Reagan shows up at least one time in NXT just so she can face off with Robert Stone. Cause he did you <clears throat> okay? Do you remember his promo he had against her in, in Impact? No, I don't. Cause I forgot Robert Stone was from Impact. After oh my I, god, I, I, I she think was, you was it was like a great thing, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> and you know how I feel about Madison Reigns, so I was like, okay. <laughs> it was like. Because Earl Hebner had like a, I guess he had a crush on her. So he was like, hey, who, who's the best uh, knockout? He was like, Madison Rain. He said, Madison Rain. Dude, she looks like a horse. And he did a horse no. Oh, and, snap. <laughs> and I'm like, that, that should, they should have brought that back. I don't know why they did, but they should have. Hey, if, if she signs over NXT, you know, I thought she was retired though, right? Whoa, whoa, whoa! I don't want her to. I just want her to have a one-off appearance. He said, or "I don't want to sign." Just, just so he can say, <laughs> "That's crazy." We have Wayberry sitting backstage, and he talks, talk, talking with Ma- Malcolm Bivens and Roderick Strong. Uh, to Malcolm Bivens is put over Roderick Strong. Talk about so he's at the he's at the third, fourth, or second guy. He's the number one guy, 
and uh, the money match is going to be Bobby Fish versus Roderick Strong on NXT. I was like, okay, but sure. And then, um, so next week, Roderick Strong faces Bobby Fish. Uh, next up, we got because he's mad at him. Why? Because I guess I guess they got to have the other two members of Undisputed Era feud. Since since the main two are doing it, might as well do the other two. So now we got Imperium taking on Hit Row. So this matchup was actually pretty dope. I really enjoyed this matchup. Uh, uh, a lot of false finishes, a lot, a lot of things are going to happen because we don't know. Because even though the crowd is starting to love Hit Row, they still the heels. But when you're next to Imperium, you're going to still be heels. So, uh, Legato Del Fantasma comes out to distract Hit Row. And Top Dog gets distracted while Ashanti the Adonis gets uh, that powerbomb European uppercut by Imperium and loses the matchup. Meanwhile, Legato Del Fantasma comes down, tries to jump Top Dollar, but then Santos, uh, he kind of fights them all. But Santos Escobar hits him with a drop kick. And before Swerve comes in there with a chair, takes them out. So obviously, you are calling it right. I see a fatal four-way matchup at TakeOver 36 between Imperium, Hit Row, uh, who, who the other two? Legato Del Fantasma. And, mm-hmm. uh, and who's the other one? Who's the MSK. other MSK. MSK, yeah, of course. They, they're champions. Damn, I forgot. So I did that. Hey, MS, be- MSK. Yeah, you right. I just said that. I forgot it's the champions, but yeah, that'll be a dope matchup. I still got Imperium winning that matchup. Uh, we'll see next week or week after who I got. We'll see. Because I, you know, would it be cool for Hit Row? But I don't think they're gonna give him all the belts right now. You know, because a, a stable with all the belts is a heel thing to do. That's not a face thing to do. And since the crowd's on to, to, to like Hit Row, uh. You want you don't want to do, you don't want to do that just yet. I still want to, want to be, yeah. We'll see. Kind of, be, be kind of hills. Um, backstage, uh, Indy Harwell gets a gift from Dexter Loomis. And it has a drawing of him joined away, and and Gorgano is just like, yo, we're not doing this. No, you're, you're not doing this. And Candace says, um, so uh, Indy, uh, hold on. Johnny Organo says, yo, he's not, he's no chance he's getting to the family. And Indy says, well, how about you have a match between Gorgano and Dexter Loomis? And if, and then if Gorgano wins, there's no more Dexter Loomis. Now, I don't know if you saw, there was a, I don't know if it was a cell phone camera from somebody or an exclusive, but Indy Hartwell came down to help out Dexter Loomis and they started kissing in the ring. I don't know if you saw that or not. I did, I did not see that. Yes, I, I, I saw it. Like, somebody was recording. I don't know if it's a dark match or whatever. And then Dexter Loomis was out. And she comes down. She just jumps right on top of him. And they just started going at it. Dead serious. Well, all right. And I was just like, oh, okay. So, she full up in this relationship. So, yeah, like I said, I don't know. Uh, it was like a self of it. If I, if I can find it, I'm going I'm to send it to you. So, um. All right, cool. Yeah. Uh, after that, we get the last, uh, well, I, I already talked about the camera guys early next. I put it all in one. Bronson Reed taking on Adam Cole, baby, in the main event. Good matchup by these two. Uh, Bronson Reed, uh, can really work with Adam Cole and vice versa. Adam Cole hits, uh, 
the, the Panama Sunrise on Bronson Reed. I'm glad he could get him over. And after me been watching, uh, oh my God, wrestling highlights uh, videos and reacting to him, I'm like, yo, they are killing this destroyer like they like they killed the super kick. They hit a destroyer on everything now. And now yeah, uh, yeah. Pe people exactly. kick, people kick it out at one. I'm like, yo, I remember when Petey Williams hit that thing and it, it was shocked the world. And it was just like, yo, you, you wasn't kicking out to the, uh, the Canadian destroyer. But now everybody's getting destroyers. Everybody's that's, getting destroyers. That's that's what happens in evolution, I guess. You can protect the move, bro. <laughs> I mean, look look at the DDT. Oh my God! Jay Roberts started his gray old Stanger because they look, <laughs> look at it, look at the clothesline. Look at um, the super kick. Look at but, well, to, uh, to me, the super kick can't be saved ever again. No, well, no, I'm saying look at it though. It, look, the DDT was the most destructive move. Now that's a, a regular. That's like a, a, a lock. You know what? Yeah. What is it? Call an elbow tie up. Uh huh. It is. So, so, yeah. Adam Cole, baby, wins the matchup uh, after uh, Thick Boy misses the splash and he, he gets the, the knee to the back of the head. Afterwards, Colorado comes out with a steel chair, attacks Adam Cole, and gives him a brain buster on the steel steps. So this rivalry is not over, and you already know that um, uh, that, that it's going to be a, a third match in the series. But, however... The, uh, there are boos from Colorado as the show ends. They were actually kind of booing them. And I was like, do you think the crowd is over this rivalry? I think they're over this this Kyle O'Reilly. I know that. Or well, I am, at least. <laughs> so, what, what, what Colorado do, like, do you want back? I just want the cool one. This He, he claims he's cool Kyle, and he's not. It's not cool at all. He says it's not cool at all. All right. Yeah. Well, it is time to go over to AEW Dynamite. No, it's Wednesday, and you do know what that means. Yeah, I like how every article I read, it says that, too. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Every article I read, it says that. It says it's Wednesday. Was that words? Huh? No, well, actually... They take out the door. It says it's Wednesday, and you know what that means, opposed to and you do know what that means. So, uh, well, first of all, I, I said, do they say those? Is that okay? My bad. No, no, no I'm saying no, no, no. They they take out the do. So they don't have the do in there. So even you know what that means. Yeah, they had the and you know what that means. Uh. So, we got the Jericho's Five Labors, and we got the Nick Gage tonight. But first thing we start off with, uh, as you know, the fight for Fallen, we're in Shaw, North Carolina, and uh, we get the Elite. See, so, this is the one that I was talking about. Uh, you are not doing this to the Space Jam thing right now. Oh, yeah, so we get the Elite with the two squad jerseys on. I like how Kenny Omega got, got the 23 on, and then Nick got 777, and then uh, her man got 13, uh, as they're the elite squad. Uh, they come out there. It's a six-man tag elimination matchup with... Wait, at, whoa, whoa. Come on now. You came about... Uh, Dark already had a good entrance, too, I thought. It was like Adam Page's theme, but it was like slowed down 
and like they had like spotlight. I I, I kind of liked it. I'm not giving the Dark Order that much. You you, you know how I feel about the Dark Order. Okay. I, okay. I, I gave it a chance with, with Brody. I like Child Silver and all that, but I'm just saying like Dark Order still sucks. Uh, this is what I was talking about. Prime. Remember I was saying yo, I kind of hope that Hangman and Kenny don't touch until All Out. And you said they probably won't. Well, I said, well, they fucked that up right here. I mean, uh, at this point, I see that I don't. I, I, I told. What did we talk about last week? I told you it was if what if the rumors are true. He is not. I don't think he's. I don't think he's even like in contention anymore at the point. At this point. Oh, you think that with the with with the with the days is going out, they just gonna take him off the show? Not take him off the show, but like. I think they're going to long-term book into something else and have him come back at a later time. I don't know. Wow. I, it's, 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 I don't know what's, what's, what's going to happen. Well, it, it seems that way because but I text you and I say, yo, they're doing too many kickouts. And I, I was to the point like, okay, I get it. They are on the outside. First of all, they had, they had, they had the, the, the little court set up on the outside. This this is a whole young bucks style elite style matchup, so it's hard to keep keep up with all this shit. But they had John John Silver, and they hit him with a uh, Meltzer driver on the outside. Then they hit him with a more bang for your buck uh, in inside, and then he's eliminated. So then it's Adam Page, and yo, I'm telling you, when it was like him and him and Omega was going at it like this was all out because they was doing V-triggers and they was doing the snap suplexes. He even got the super kick party move. He kicks out of all that shit. Yeah, you already knew he was going to kick out of all that. And then he, uh, of course, Nick Jackson does the, as he's bouncing on the ropes, he gets the, the, the 450 on him. He kicks out of that. And then Omega is hitting him with all this shit. And he kick, and then on top of that, he comes in, he's a double buckshot lariat on the Bucks. And I don't know if he pinned both of them or if he just pinned one because Nick, I know Nick is eliminated. I didn't know if he pinned Matt or not. But, um, uh, God, what, what else happened on, on the outside? So now it's really just like Kenny Omega taking on, uh, Anna Page. And they going back and forth. They kicking out of all, literally all of their best style moves and everything. And I was just like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> like, 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 seriously. And uh, Paige tried to go for Buckshot Larry, but then one of the Bucks grabs his foot, then he gets V-Trigger, gets one wing Angel, and then that's the match. So the winners are the Elite. I'm like, I get it. It's fight for the Fallen. But I was just like, I was kind of hoping they really about to build to that Adam Page and Kenny Omega match. I thought he hit him with the belt. He did hit him with the belt. You're right. He did hit him with the belt. And they and that it didn't hit that one wing angel, and that's what happened. So that was crazy. Uh, Pack uh, is backstage talking, but then he gets update from um, Chavo Guerrero and Andrade, which I know that's gonna probably be a match soon. They talk about the Lucha Bros uh, were stuck at the airport after some cancellations to their car. Somebody said that was the second time that he was in Charlotte this week. Chavo or uh, Andrade? Who are you talking about? Yeah, Andrade, because they got the show in, in uh, Charlotte. Oh, wow. I know that. Probably so. We get the uh, Ricky Starks FTW Championship Celebration as he comes, basically calls uh, 
talks about Brian Cage. I don't know where Will House was at, but uh, okay. But uh, it's like the, the New Orleans band out there played the same school marching on. He talks about he had more charisma than Brian Cage ever had. Brian Cage comes out, just clotheslines guys, takes the guy's drum, ducks it on his head, and then uh, takes the guy's uh, trumpet and comes in. Uh, I don't know if he broke it uh, over or not. Oh, yeah, that's right, he did. He breaks it over his knee, the, the usual Brian Cage shit. And then as Starks and Hook go, uh, goes running. I was like, where the hell is Hobbs at? I thought that that's what Hobbs was hiding out for, so he could attack Cage, but I guess not. So we get, um, you know, they're building up for the IWGP US title match for later on tonight. Uh, uh -huh. But right now, FTR. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Excuse you, sir. Are what? you going to not mention the GOAT coming to to the company? Okada. No, no, not Okada. Um, What's his name? Oh, wow. The Intercontinental is... Champion, the one that Jericho took the title from. You know what I'm talking about. He didn't take the title. He probably did. Tanahashi. Tanahashi, all right? Tanahashi is a goat, all right? Hold on. I pushed up those things. You said I got the name right. Yeah, you did. Okay, you did. so I'm about to say, I put respect on the man name. My apologies. But I'm just saying he's he he's coming to to the company and, and he's like I don't see a lot of people this is actually a big deal because he's like the Cena of like New Japan. He usually told me that first first, first of all it was Okada but uh, I see why he's a Cena now. No Okada Okada is more like the Roman because he's kind of like the, the newer person. Gotcha. But uh, uh, Tanahashi been there for for a while mm -hmm. like. A oh, while wow. he's headlined almost every he's made even almost every uh Russell Kingdom almost everyone yeah uh except like the last three that Okada did he's the one that he beat Omega for the IWGP Championship when he won it when he when it took him two years to win it mm. so yeah Okada do I want to see Tanahashi go up against um Lance Archer though I depends on what kind of match it is say what depends on what kind of match it is. I was saying, I, I I can look at a, a lot of other opponents and see which one I think would be a better matchup. Yeah, well, I think he's going to go against Moxley first. So, oh, that's cool. So, is, is he, that, are, are, are they are they sharing Tanahashi, or is he leaving New Japan to come to AEW? No, I think it's a, it's a joint show because he he challenged Archer for a New Japan show. Oh, okay. But Moxley. Actually, both of these in New Japan. Moxley said he wants to go to New Japan to fight Tanahashi. So, both of those are New Japan related. Gotcha. FTR uh, taking on Santana on Ortiz with Conan on it. Uh, Conan there. Like, listen, listen. Okay. Did you hear what, what JR said when he came out? No, I did not hear what JR said. Right. Everybody. Everybody. I'm wondering with that. Hold on, say, damn, your microphone broke up just as you were saying to Say it again. Everybody has new gear tonight. I wonder what's up with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't hear that. track suits? Uh. Is he? Oh, my God. I was like, Jake, what are you, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, that, that, I don't know. I that, was like, what are you, what? Why does why do why do people think that he's still good? 
Yes. Oh, Jerry still had a little cut, that country ignorant in him still sometimes. So, you know, he's old school. He, look, you got JR, who is an old school announcer, uh, who is doing a newer style. Because he probably like Jim Cornette on his style of wrestling. He probably don't like it. But, okay, then you could be a backstage correspondent. You don't have to, like, you're, you, your job is to make us excited. You're not excited. Yeah. Uh, well, look, you, you do know what that means. Listen here, kids. He calls that the coffin drop. <laughs> <sighs> uh, so, uh, Wheeler gets his arm busted somehow. I don't know if he ran to steel steps, but it was a, a legit injury. Which left uh, Dash Harwood in there by himself. He hits the a brain buster on Ortiz and wins the match. And I thought it was kind of quick. I was like, I thought you kick out of a brain buster, but Lloyd Wheeler really got injured. So I was like, did you see what happened? How he got really uh, injured? I, I didn't see what happened, but I did see him holding his arm and it was like bleeding. Yeah, bad. everywhere. And I was like, what happened there? Um, We get a message from Dr. Brent Baker, DMD. Now she got the crowd doing it also. Uh, She's standing there along with Rebel. She addresses the women's division, and then before break, she says she'll re- re- retain her title with a broken wrist, because she, she is Dr. Britt Baker, and the crowd's like, D-M-D. I, I thought it was funny, because her, Rebel, and Tony did it. Yeah. <laughs> they, y'all did a little DMD. I was like, okay. So, Tony Khan's so announcement. But real quick, uh, she, uh, she, she broke her wrist, because Nyla is like 300, 200-something pounds. And, uh, yeah, it's happened when somebody fall on your hand. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, yeah. Look, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying, these women for the past couple of weeks been laying their shit in. <laughs> so I'm just like, oh. Uh, well, the the thing is, it was on a, it was on a, the, the little roll up a scoreboard that she do right before she do the lockjaw. Yeah. The crucifix. And instead of, like, rolling over, Nyla just, like, fell on her like a Samoan drop. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah. She probably <laughs> like, <laughs> They should do the lockjaw with their hand too, ain't that something? Uh, lockjaw with a cast on would be pretty, uh, you know, devastating probably. Yes. So, the funny thing, so Tony Khan has an announcement that Tony Schiavone says. He says, uh, from Tony Khan, a week after the debut of AEW Rampage, Friday, August 20th, AEW Rampage, the first dance, goes down in the United Center in Chicago, Illinois. Mm. Mm. And I'm like, Let me tell you. okay, okay. First of all, the what they call the Fed don't even go in the United Center. You said what? The Fed don't, the go Fed don't even go in the United Center. Mm. They don't ever go like cause I don't know if it's too big for them. Or, well, it's not too big for them, but you know, like they don't they don't never use it. They don't never go there. They always go to the other one. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm like, why don't they ever go to the to that one? Even when they had their big shows. They'll never go there. So, I'm, uh, I mean... It is random. You know. So, I thought the first Rampage was going to be in Chicago. Like, the second one's going to be in Chicago. Yeah, it's the second one. Because the second one is the one that's all that out, out is the next day. Cool. Yeah, so it's going to be in Chicago. The, the crowd automatically chants CM Punk. Yeah, I already knew anything dealing with <laughs> Chicago. There was, especially with this is like a 24, 25,000 seater. You yeah. knew there was going to... Well, peep this though. Darby <laughs> Allen is in the back with Sting... Smoking uh, mirrors. <laughs> you got mad instantly. Because <laughs> we, we know this. Is, we know it's gonna be a few, but it ain't gonna be the first one. Uh, hey, hey, look, hey, 
And he calls that the cough the drop, fella. <laughs> so, uh... Hey, uh, kids. Do you know... Say <laughs> <laughs> LeVar Burton reads to, uh... Who says, uh, uh, Darby Allen said, who said, who said that AEW is the place to, to, to get it done in wrestling, even if you think you are the best in the world? So, yes, he definitely, he, kind of like a little shout out to CM Punk, be honest with you. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, but, uh, so, okay. So they have to do something that, because that's like, the, that's the biggest audience ever to this point. Mm-hmm. And then their second biggest audience would be the, uh, the, the the that stadium show in New York. So mm. you think they have Punk there and then Brian at the, at the other stadium show? Have to be. I, I think Brian come in New York and then Punk come in Cats come in Chicago. But I'm saying like if they run this whole show in Chicago <laughs> with the twenty five thousand people and they don't have Punk. I yo, don't oh, know. yo, I'm it, telling it, you right now. Did, at the end of the year boom. when we do our best and worst, that's going to go down as one of the biggest AEW fuck ups. If they if they don't if they oh. if they All don't right. if they don't have punk at that show on a rampage show that's only gonna be an hour long in Chicago in the United States they're doing all this talk about it that's gonna be the biggest fuck up that he has since the Matt Hardy getting knocked out thing. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like. And that will that will stay in the bag, and you don't need they don't need that right now. So, IWGP US Championship, I cannot pronounce his name. Hikaleo, Hikaleo with Haku taking on Lance yes. Archer. Oh, I was so happy. Oh, I, I was so happy. I, I love Haku. I love Ming from WCW. Uh, first of all, it, it always to me, I, unpopular opinion, right? I said, why does Haku? Look like a Samoan Martin Luther King to me. <laughs> I don't. You, I don't look. You gotta I, look at him, especially from the side profile, and look at a picture of Martin Luther King from the side profile. Also, you're like, yo, that's the same dude, but one is that their kids is starting to Martin Luther King Jr. Huh? <laughs> but uh, it's the Samoan version. I'm telling you, bro. I don't know, but I, I gotta say I like how involved not how involved he was, but I like how how mobile he I don't know how to explain it. How good he still looked compared to opposed to Jake Roberts and Tully Blanchard. Well yeah, just, yeah, like he he was actually doing stuff rather than Jake just sit there. Uh-huh. And Tully just sit there and, and Orange just sit there. He was actually doing stuff. Yeah. You well, know he still he still goes though. Like he's he's still like active. Bro, I don't wanna not, fuck with Haku. Not all the time, but I'm saying he's still like he like he can still legit, like you know. <laughs> yeah, because he can just still legit kick your ass. <laughs> yes, yes, pretty uh, much. Yeah, uh, no, I'm. Mm-mm. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, even I, I'm surprised that uh, they still like. I don't know if you remember when uh, the Bullet Club beat up the Elite. Do you remember that when they beat up Cody and the Bucks and Kenny and Hangman? And I think was, I do Haku remember that. Yes, I do. Haku was beating them up so Oh man, that's 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 funny. You know, I, I I ain't trying to fuck with that guy at all. Uh, I didn't. I, this is this much I did. I did not get the chance to see because I was um, I had to go run out and get my daughter's uh, bubble gun, parent life. So Lance Archer comes. I come back in the in the house and Lance mm-hmm. Archer wins the match. So yep, I'm guessing it was a decent it was match. showcase. It's a showcase match. Yeah. Okay. Malachi Black and Cody Rose brawl. Uh, look, look, I replayed this like four times. 
because of the way because the way Cody started it. You know, there's something going on in the world. Pout, boot to the face. It's like you can't even get it out. <laughs> uh, so it, it should it should be cool. Cody gets something that they, they brought to the entrance ramp. And then, oh, oh, that's what. Okay, this bothered me so much when it should not have. Why did Cody do the gold dust on the ramp <laughs> or in a brawl? Can you tell me that? I could tell you because don't Malachi kick him unconscious after that? Yes, he does. But I'm saying, like, you're in a brawl on the ramp. Why are you doing the drop down, you know, punch to the, <laughs> chop, to the, chop to the face? For what? Yo, Cody, Cody cracked me up, dude. Somebody should just stomp him while he do that one day. Like, <laughs> why, why are you? I can understand in the in a normal match, yes. You're in a in a full brawl. You're on the stage. You're not even in the ring. You're on the stage. And he and you did, drop and you kick him and drop down to do the chop. That's just stupid. I agree with you. It's like when, when, when you have brawls, you're like, yo, why the hell are these guys doing wrestling moves <laughs> during, during a brawl? It's just punches and kicks. That's what you're supposed to do when you're in a brawl. Oh, that's funny. Um, and uh, by the way, he kicked Cody and nobody's no no nobody reacted. Fuego, Fuego's like a he's like a, he's on Sammy Sammy uh, Guevara's blog. Sammy's blog is like Sammy's version of BTE, so it's kind of getting like a lot of traction. Yeah. And uh, uh, so yeah, Fuego got kicked and everybody was like, "Ooh!" But then Cody got kicked. And ain't nobody say nothing. <laughs> so I want something. Fuego is more mm. over than Cody. Yep, and that's something. Uh, the, Miro gives a message to message to, to uh, Lee Johnson, calls himself Ooh. God's favorite champion. For special story, uh, do you know Post? No, I don't know Post. CM Post? No, I don't. He's a he's a YouTuber. He does the game. You know he does. The, oh the, the, oh the, oh yes, Post yes. So he won a he won a, a tournament for the the GM. The AEW general manager game. Yeah, and he got to book a match, and he booked Luther versus Lee Johnson, and if Lee Johnson won, he got to fight Miro for wow. the for the championship. So yeah, Whoa. I, he he booked the match, and, and Lee Johnson won, and he got he now he has to fight Miro. But I just thought that was cool. Yeah, it is cool. But why would anybody want to fight fucking Luther? Like, who, why would you put Luther in in the book? Oh, he likes Luther. They oh. they. He likes. I don't think he likes him wrestling, but I think he likes him because of how like ridiculous he is. He comes out, points to his forehead, and yeah. yeah. I'm about to say because Luther, uh, <clears throat> the Hardy family office is what they call them versus Christian Cage and Jurassic Express. Oh my God, is that a private party? Yeah. First of all, my man came out there. They had crushed black velvet everything on, and he had the crushed velvet. Purple do record. I said, "This is what Prime Party's doing now." I don't. I, I don't. <laughs> we'll I, see what happens. I, I need I, Rampage funny. can't come fast enough to get Private Party some some matches here. Uh, <clears throat> and and then I know and Helico was part of the family office. So well, I don't think he is, but he's like you know Hardy pays people who like he pays them for whatever the job is. <clears throat> oh yeah, the big money math thing going on. Okay, because remember, uh, Butcher and the Blade was in it, but 
then they kind of left, but then I guess they're kind of back now. Well, I, don't I mean, know. The, the way the Blade came out during the matchup, I was like, well, they still part of this shit. So yeah, I, don't, I guess he start he's starting to pay him again. So, uh huh. Yeah. I guess he does like jobs. So he's he's partnering with private party, but I guess if he needs a job done, he pays whoever to come in and help them. And then if they do the job or don't do the job, whenever they move on to the next field, then obviously that's when mm. he gets the new goons or whatever. Yeah, well, um, <clears throat> Christian hits a terrible frog splash on uh, Mark Quinn of Pride Party, wins the match of that way. After the match, the blade hits uh, a uh, Caleb. I'm so Christian disappointed. Well, brass nuts. I'm disappointed. Pride Party taking that dumbass loss, but. Well, no, not that. I'm, I'm, I, I, I swear, I thought this was when Cage was gonna turn on Jungle Boy. It's coming. It's coming. It's got to. You, you say what? Well, who turned? You turn when? Oh, uh, when a uh, um, the Luchasaurus? Cage, Cage is Cage has to turn on Jungle Boy. He has to, right? <clears throat> I don't know. Cage, Cage is not the person to sit there and mentor somebody. And and that person is get and that person is better than not better than him, but that person is. I don't know if they want to make Christian Cage a heel just yet. Well, they should. That's that's when Christian had his best. I, I mean, you could just let him leave, but uh, neither here nor there. Uh, Thunder Rose are taking on uh, Julian Hart. Uh, it's, it's it's a really quick matchup. Well, not actually a quick matchup, but I mean, it's, it's a simple matchup. Uh, she goes for her Fire Thunder Driver and uh, wins the matchup. Uh, John Moxley sends a message to Tanahashi, so we're obviously going to build up build up to that. And uh, so you are right. I think that Moxley probably be the first one that he come he come takes on. So look, I know I sped through this review because you know we try to get to the time here, but look, we got the pain. We got the no rules match. The pain. The pain maker Chris Jericho comes out versus Nick Effin Cage. Gage. Um. <laughs> <laughs> leader, I, I, I like how, how they, they try to build this guy a leader of the murder death kid. Uh, that's his. That's his like uh, GCW uh, <clears throat> intro. Bro, I get it. I seen the dark side of the ring, and I was like, "Yo, no, I'm saying, oh, what? I, I don't know if you seen his matches. That's how he's always introduced. Oh, exactly. Yeah, I, and, I was like, this intro is a little bit too long, or he walked too fast to the ring, or something. I was like. First off, I seen one Nick Gage matchup before, one or maybe two Nick Gage matches before this one because I, I'm not talking about Dark Side. I'm talking about actually going there and watching the matches. Like I so, seen, I seen a David Arquette uh, match. Hey, I seen that, but I didn't even know who that was when I seen that. I just said, "Dang, David Arquette got beat." I <laughs> beat the fuck up. And then there's another another match I seen of I don't know who he was wrestling. But he was giving somebody Death Valley drivers on fucking doors in the ring. Like they had doors. Actually, yeah, I've seen I've seen him use uh, <clears throat> not not tractor trailers. What's the thing? The uh, is it a tractor trailer? The thing with the crane and it lifts you up. It's a yellow. Oh, forklift. <laughs> no, it got a claw. Oh, oh, I didn't understand about. I don't know the exact name for it. Yeah, yeah well, but he had that. He was doing moves off of that. Yeah, so I was sitting like, this guy's fucking crazy. But uh, neither here nor look. I'm going to have an unpopular opinion here because there are Nick Gage fans out there. And I was just like, oh, my God. First of all, that one big tooth and one little tooth right in the front is bothering the fuck out of me. Uh, hey, hey, I, you know what? I'm not going to even. 
it does. Yeah, so, yeah, you're right. But I hollered the fuck out of me, but I was like, I let this shit go. So, uh, Jericho as the pain makers in this matchup, and I'm telling you right now, unpopular opinion, Jericho exposed Nick Gage tonight because Jericho was trying to have, like, you can have a great, hardcore, brutal matchup in match form. Nick Gage, you can tell, was just trying to get to the shits because Jericho's trying to walk That's his. That's his gimmick. I get it. I get I get the gimmick, stuff like that, but if you're going to be on the big time, it's like, because, like, first of all, I was like, he came here, the, the, the AEW ring, the standard, because I think they used to stand at WWE ring, the 20 by 20, is bigger than the indie ring. Because, see, I've been to WWE uh, events live, front row. And I've been, <coughs> excuse me, to indie events live, front row. The ring is noticeably bigger than it is in these professionals. And I'm just like, yo, so that ring is obviously bigger. These probably, this is probably the most fans Nick Gage ever wrestled, front, wrestled in front of <laughs> in his life. Okay, and then, uh, so I was like, you, you can tell that he... <laughs> He's one of them hardcore guys. He's one of them hardcore backyard wrestling guys. And Jericho's trying to walk I'm surprised. Uh, I'm surprised the song wasn't playing the whole time. He was sitting. Oh, shit. Like, 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 like the way New Jacks was. But I was like, yeah. he just he just couldn't do the whole stuff. But then obviously, obviously you want to get to the shit. So he goes under the ring and gets to the Now, and, oh, oh, before, before this part, though, it's like it was very tame. But it's like, it's like he was like walking. Like he was, he had him in the head. The headlock and it was like talking. He was like, "All right, go over here." And right, I go outside the ring. Okay, now nah, nah, exactly. Nah, nah. Chris me. was okay. obviously walking him in through the match, and she was trying to hear this shit. I was just like, "This is this is okay. This is bad." <laughs> uh, but he has the pizza cutter in his pocket and slices Chris Jericho's arm. I was like, "Okay, so that's just trademark the pizza cutter." And then obviously he does. He, he does. now now did you see what they did? You know what? I wait. I wait. I wait till later. You talk about when he started going on the head with the pizza cutter. Yes. Yeah, I see him break the forehead and the arm. But did you see what they? <laughs> he went for the pizza cutter. He cut him across the head, and they went in the picture and picture. While he still hit him with the pizza cutter, and it's a Domino's commercial with them cutting the pizza. He could have free. Oh my god! You know what? The irony in that. That's funny. The irony, yeah, I, I, I wasn't play, I wasn't picking up when you put down that one, but yeah, the irony in that is funny. And I was like, why are you going to picture in picture right now during this match of all matches to go picture in picture? Because JR loves saying that. We'll be right back with our picture in picture. <laughs> he loves saying it because that's not picture in picture. I don't, I don't know uh, what you call that. That's not picture in picture. Oh, I'm gonna, because, because look, because I, I, I guess at first he heard people with. Said he was saying it wrong and he leads into it now. Uh-huh. It was like, and now, oh, people's nerves. Yeah. Um. So then, uh, after Jerry's cuts with the, the, the pizza cutter, we had to introduce that. Uh, he go. Nick Gage goes and he goes and pulls out the light tubes. And then, uh, but Jericho on the other side pulls out Floyd the baseball bat. And both, and so then he hits uh, Gage with the baseball bat over and over again before they even use the light tubes. But then uh, Gage is starting to fight back, and he sets up two chairs and a glass panel. I was like, 
damn it, mm-hmm. here we go. So at first I was like, so Jericho, uh, at first it's like he tried to suplex Jericho through it. I wasn't gonna work. Jericho. Well, well, well. First, 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 and foremost, he had so he set the two things up and put the thing on top of it, and he had uh, Y2J under <laughs> the glass, and he's about to go to. I'm like, what? what that that would not have worked at all. It, it's, you're right. That would. I was like, what the? F- is he trying to do a leg drop and then? But he tried to crash through it, and then Jericho face underneath that. That's not working. And first of all, I want to just make note that Jericho, at forty, what five or six years old. As we seen, excuse me, how are you talking about his age now? Yes, you, you know Jericho, you, you know Jericho's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. He's fifty. He's fifty. Yes. Oh God. Okay, so Jericho turned fifty this year. Jericho fifty years old. Still got you know. I I I make fun that Jericho can't do anything. He can, he he can do anymore with the flab and everything. But this man is noticeably bigger than Nick Gage. I'm not even talking about fat. I'm talking about Big, and I'm just like, yo, why is Jericho sw- swole out here next to the gauge? This is probably the, the, the problem that can't have ECW back in there. These these little these little t- toys out here uh, wrestling. So they're on the top rope, but I was like, it's, so Jericho does a ten punch. I was like, is now, Nick Gage going to power bomb him through? This yeah, way? that's what I thought because he was he was like holding his arms up like he was getting ready for it. And the I was whole like, time. would that be believable? But no, Jericho does an. Frankensteiner and Nick Cage goes through the glass. He, he did that last week too, so I don't know if you're going to be doing that every match or not, but he did the same thing last week as well. Yeah. Um, here's, the th- here's the thing. that he Nick Cage uh, hit that glass so hard, it came out to the crowd. They showed the people like, yo, the glass is out here. This joint yeah. shattered, and honestly, yep. we may think it's cool to see, but that's dangerous, especially if you got kids out there. Uh, yes, it definitely is. I think I did. I don't think they uh thought it was gonna go that far. But yeah, yeah, that's probably he I was think. at the top rope. Uh, so uh, obviously, it's but I mean, but also he probably used real glass because they, they they had cuts on them. Usually, because sometimes when they do gla- like like Omega and um Moxie, you shook the uh sugar glass. Yeah, well, so, you know, it's, come on now, it's 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 Gage. I'm pretty sure Jericho was like, I want to do everything Gage does for real. Like, I want to do the legit. Yeah. So uh, uh, after the after the the, the, the flying uh, Frankenstein, um, it, it 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 just blood everywhere on the arms and legs stuff like that. But then uh, Gage goes, uh, well, first off, he goes. Jericho hits a cold breaker on Gage. And then Gage kicks out. And then uh Gage does knock Jericho down the glass. Or 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 no, I'm sorry. He goes for the cold breaker and then he slams Jericho down the glass. Then he gets the light tubes. Mm-hmm. And then Jericho takes this motherfucking uh light tube yep. over the head. Yo, you yep. ever hit with hit with one of them light tubes before? Absolutely not. Okay, yo, let me tell you something. <laughs> I got hit. I have not because you have stories being hit with a chair, light tube. I don't know why you put yourself through all this. First of all, the the, the light tube thing was an accident. Oh, okay. Remember, so the chair? No, right, no, 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 no. The chair was you on purpose. You literally said hit me with the. No, 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 no. The chair was on purpose. The light tube uh, was an accident okay. because, okay. like I said, I, I work. I used to work in janitorial, and when we had to change the the lights outside. I remember dropping one on my ankle. Yo, 
it burns afterwards. That's why I can see, and it has that powder substance. And that's why I can see Jericho when he he got hit. And he started shaking like that shit, like fucks you up. So he it, hit. does it burn? It does burn. Okay. It does when you get hit with it. It's like after you get hit with it, then it's like damn, damn the shards cutting you. The burn is what really hurts. That's why I was like, I don't understand why they do all this light tube shit. But um, they uh, <laughs> I don't, I never understood why he did it after like he like punctured his like. Ari. Exactly. Like, like it died. You know what I'm saying? So I don't understand why he does that neither. Uh, but he smashed over to hit Jericho. Then now Jericho's bleeding. He hits him over the back. Then he takes the. Then he hits a pile driver on Jericho on the glass. Goes to the cover, but Jericho kicks out. I'm like, Jericho, you too old to be taking these kind of matches. Um, he takes the, the, the shard of the light tube and starts jabbing it in Jericho's head. I'm telling you right now, Jericho bled the hard way in this whole matchup. Yeah, so did, obviously. So did Gage. Obviously, Gabe, he, he bled the hard way in this matchup. Uh, so he just keep, I was like, this day is kind of kind of hard to watch. So then, uh, but then all of a sudden, he goes for like these ramp light tubes, and then all of a sudden, Jericho does like the poison mist to uh, his face. Grab. See, I I, I could have sworn I thought that was a hint to his next labor. I, yeah, I thought it was too, but it, but I think the the Frankenstein was more of a hint to it because he hits them with the, the, the light two bundle and then hits the Judas effect and then beats uh the gauge. MJF is pissed. He's already on commentary and then he he says your next labor you have to do a move from the top rope uh, in this matchup. And you're going up against uh, an old friend of yours and he cuts back to the promo that he cut on MJF in 2019. About him and Hoover to Guerrero. So next week it's going to be the Juice Hoover to Guerrero taking on Chris Jericho, where uh, in a labor match three he has to do something off the top rope. Mm-hmm. So first of all, I'm a fan of the Juice. I didn't see Hoover to Guerrero back, so looks like we're probably gonna get Lionheart, like you said, if Chris I, Jericho. I have to hear one. If I have to hear, if I have to hear one more, the Juice is loose. Slogan already tonight. I will kill myself. Not well. No, whoa now. I would. I would be. Well, yeah, I didn't mean like that. He said, "Whoa now." I would be very unhappy. Look, I'm gonna tell you like this, bro. I just can't wait to hear Jr. talk about something. The juice is here. I actually cannot wait to hear him try to pronounce Hovindu Guerrero. It's not Guerrero. Oh, oh, oh! You know, you, 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 Guerrero, 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 the Juice Guerrero. Hoovin, Hoovin, Hoovin. Somebody help me out here. I'm getting right again. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's way. Y'all call him the Juice, right? We, 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 that's what we're going to stick with, the Juice. <laughs> so, who had the better show, AEW or NXT this week? I mean, I thought AEW was very much entertaining, so I'm going to go with uh, AEW. Yes, I'm going uh, with NXT. Oh, go ahead. I don't know. I don't, know what's, what, I don't know what's up with NXT lately, but you know, hopefully something changes. To, to be honest with you, NXT this week had one bad show, and a lot of, a lot of stuff was pre-recorded, so I was like, it's, it's fine. I mean, I don't me. think they're never, I don't think they're never like bad, but like they just don't seem like they're trying like how they used to. You know, they used to be just like in it. It doesn't seem like they're in it anymore. Yeah, what well, the AEW show. With, with these Jericho labels, I, AEW gets to win for me. So, post your comments down below. How do you guys feel about the show? Hit the like button if you guys enjoyed our so, video. All right, I got a, I got a pre pre question. Do, who do you think is going to be the fourth one? 
Because honestly, when he spit the miss, I thought it was going to be Muda. Oh, shit. I thought it was going to probably be to Jerry, but no. No, nah, oh, I thought it was going to be Muda. I didn't know Great Muda was still wrestling. He does from time to time. He's been retired since like 2010, but he comes back every now and again. Well, obviously, Jericho can't keep doing the hardcore stipulation bullshit because he's 50. But. Yes. <laughs> uh, so that, that whole negation had to, like, you know. But I'm wondering. I don't so, know. So do you think the fourth is a is a WWE guy? So it's like Paul White or like No, uh, I did that I did I did, I think that's gonna be I think it's gonna be like or the, the fourth is the fourth from the left because the fifth one is uh MJF, right? I think so. Okay, yeah, you know the fourth the fourth may be a WWE guy. It may be like Big Show, Mark Henry, Mark Henry get his last match. It may it may be Who, like who's that. Big Show? Oh excuse me, Paul White. Maybe <laughs> maybe Paul White or Mark Henry. Or it may be like somebody, or, or do you think they bring somebody in? Or I'm thinking they probably could bring somebody in from um, somebody like like a strong style from New Japan. Why do they bring in like RVD or some somebody that he fought? Like Lance, not I, even though I, not Lance Storm was not nobody crazy, so he would have been first. But like, who is somebody that they, that they could bring in from WWE that's not signed there? That was like a, a big Jericho rivalry. Most of them are dead, be honest with you. So, I wouldn't know. As of right now, I wouldn't even know. But it got to be something big before. See, uh, see, it can't be Kurt. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't even can't. want Kurt right now, be honest with you. I don't, but I'm saying it would be like a, it would be somebody like, it had to be somebody like that in the earlier 2000, 2000 early 2000s, not the, you know, mm-hmm. this is his later career. You know what? We can, we can, we can finish this because now it's uh, probably part of the podcast, too. But uh, subscribe down below if you guys listen to the podcast. Keep on listening. All right, guys. That was the Wednesday Night War for this week. So make sure you guys check us out on Thursday for this week's Wednesday Night War along with uh, maybe Raw, depending on how bad Raw is, and, of course, SmackDown and a lot of other wrestling things. I'm going to be still doing the wrestling reactions. And thank you to my main man, Prime Time, helping me out with that. I'll give you the direction of what to react to. You know, because like I said, I haven't reacted to a lot of wrestling stuff in a while. And, you know, don't even try to copyright anybody. So, you know, you got to be careful with, with their videos and shit like that. Got a question. Yeah. I know we ain't had no, rest, no fan question this week, so I made up my own question, right? Sure. Uh, this week, Impact just had their um, homecoming, quote unquote, homecoming, right? Yeah. And they had a tournament for the queen and the king and queen of just Impact, not king of the ring, just just the, the king and queen for homecoming. So we had men versus women matches. There's a tag team matches. Oh, tag team, gotcha. Okay. What is a good man and woman king and queen you think will make for it for for WWE and AEW. Oh, Shelly, I thought you were really about to ask about Impact. Okay. Um, no, no, no. In, no, Impact, their king and queen, <laughs> their king and queen was their knockout champion, Deanna Perazzo, and uh, the debuting Aiden English. Boo. <laughs> just, just, I would have said Moose, Moose and Awesome Kong, but... Uh, okay, so if we had one for AEW and one for WWE. Okay, so King and Queen. 
Huh, for WWE, I would, sheesh. You, 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 you gotta think. Who would want to fit that mantle? Who, who would want to fit it? Okay, because you, you, you know who they'll give it to. No, I'm saying like, no, I'm just saying like, you can't say like, like, for example, Undertaker. Undertaker not gonna really care about no, you know, queen or king of, 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 of you know. All right. Well, uh, I mean, honestly, you, you, you probably got Nakamura in Charlotte. Oh, okay. Now, I mean, I, now I know Charlotte will want that queen mantle. She will want it, and that would be like one of the obvious yes. choices to do. If not Charlotte, definitely Bailey. Yeah, right. So, okay. Uh, Charlotte Bailey will be my pick for the women, and then for the men, honestly, uh, for somebody who will probably want that ma- mantle. It'll either be like a Sami Zayn, or I really see Sami Zayn like really, really, really wanting that, or hmm, Sami Zayn was this was coming to this this was like clicking on me right now. Now, if you want to be like a dream scenario to the point where of wrestlers I just like that I would just like to see as a king, king and queen of WWE. Well, shit, you give uh. I would say give me um, Roman Reigns and Sasha Banks. Mm, okay. I, I said uh, Miz and uh, Alexa. Ugh. The goddess Alexa. Okay, okay <laughs> fine. I, I'll, I'll do that. Uh, AEW, on the other hand, okay, so I'll give you my, my dream fan one first. It'll be like Orange Cassidy and Big Swole. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that 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 would be, I think, her Big Swole's personality with Orange Cassidy's personality will just be a funny ass dynamic. And she's the queen, and he's the king. I think that joint will just be fucking hilarious. But who I really, like, if they if they was to pick one, I think the king the, the king queen of that it would be like Kenny Omega and Big and Britt Baker or Dr. Britt hmm. Baker DMD okay I was gonna say like Britt Baker and oh King is actually harder in AEW actually that's uh, why I said uh, or it could be yeah. or, why not Jericho King of my world <laughs> jeez you know what forget it I'm gonna say I'm gonna say MJF. Oh, so MJF it, and Britt Baker. That would be a dope one, also. Yeah, I I I, I do like that one. Or or you know, oh, look, look, I'm about to go extreme. Y'all ready for this? Joey Janela and Sunny Kiss. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. I mean, it's a, it's a possibility. Shit, why not? Uh, but yeah, yeah. Hey, that was a cool question. Hey, That's a cool question. Once again, yeah, guys, I just thought I, I just yeah. thought of when I. Yeah. So I know you know we didn't get no email this week, but if you guys want to email us any kind of questions that we can answer, like you know fan questions at the end of our podcast, just email us at therealnerdcoalition at gmail once again, that's the real Nerd Coalition at Gmail. Oh, excuse me. I keep doing this all. That's the, that's, that's the website. I keep doing this shit over and over again. Uh, Nerd Coalition Studios. 
uh, at gmail dot uh, com is where you guys can um you know do uh nerdcode nerdcode studios at gmail dot com is you guys can um email email us all your your questions once again that's the real uh that's that's nerdcoalition studios I keep doing that shit all over though I got I gotta actually write this thing down if I do it but guys that's the end of our podcast this week so uh make sure you guys stay tuned for next week hopefully uh if we if we're blessed to have another week. Uh, as we count down to 200, try to make that show special. And uh, make sure you guys uh, check us out on uh, spacesaffiliate.com. Make sure you guys check out spacesaffiliate.com, especially if you're in the Philadelphia area. What it is, really matter area, area you're in, but it helps out black podcasters like ourselves. Also, you can check out the content they have on there from Lulu and Pop Plus One, Lulu and Pop Horror Show, both sides of the Market Dark Show. Check out the Nerd Coaches content on there as well, such as the No Gimmick Scene of Wrestling Podcast, Nerd Games with Talk Podcast, Drunk Thoughts. Turntables, hip hop culture, and beyond, and uh, a lot of cool things like that. Make sure you guys check us out on the podcast apps from Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Also, we are on YouTube Premium when we have the little snippets that we put up. So make sure you guys check us out there. Check out the Prime Nostalgia Podcast every single Friday, along with season two of the Prime Conversations coming up shortly. So, uh, a lot of great things coming up for you guys. So, up, we're getting ready to get up out of here. So, once again, this is NC, the place to be. Children are saying D and not Deion saying so prime time. All right, y'all. It's been real. It's always been real. So, uh, Q-Flow, wherever you're at, I know you cursed me out before and said we always do this podcast when you at work. But the man out there working hard, y'all, so I can't get mad at the brother. But we're going to get him back on, especially for episode two, 200. So, uh, so once again, uh, so let's see a place you're chilling with me, we're saying that the with prime time and Q-Flow, wherever you're at, take us out. We're bringing nerdgasm to your ears, welcome to the show. We don't need any gimmicks, you already know, so sit back, relax, and hit the like button. Go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming. Swag on trivia and prompts top five. Either way, it's fun and you're hearing it live. Join with your host, Mr. A and E. Yeah, you know it's the place to be. It's in C. Imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels.